Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Dos Acero Football Podcast. It is Wednesday night. It's a little after 9 o'clock central. That means it's uh, time for one thing and one thing only, and it's time to listen to the Dos Acero Football Podcast live on YouTube. And then, of course, you can listen to this recording and our other recordings. Download them from the Podcast Center on iTunes. My name is John Jagu. Thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you listen to us. Uh, encourage participation here at the Los Acero Football Podcast, so please feel free to send us your questions on our chat page at the live link on YouTube. And, of course, uh, we'll post a number that you can call if you want to participate orally here at the Los Acero Football Podcast. We uh, certainly encourage that as well. We have a lot of topics to discuss, uh, namely... We'll be talking about the uh, Mexico's national team as they prepare for a couple of friendlies that then will uh, prepare for uh, the uh, what I like to call Juan Carlos Osorio's last stand as the national team coach. Let's see if he can if he survives or not after November. We'll discuss the uh, Copa Libertadores and the fact that they are possibly considering, maybe thinking about changing their calendar to a March-November tournament, which obviously would put the uh, kibosh on on Liga MX teams participating, uh, which, uh, frankly, I think they can still participate, but just not the ones that they want to participate. Well, we'll talk about that as well. Then we have an interesting topic tonight that we uh, uh, will discuss. Obviously, we'll touch base on the, on the continuing uh, ridiculous saga of the puto chant. I have some thoughts on that. And last but not least, a topic that I think is going to be very interesting. We're going to talk about players that uh, had a lot of potential, maybe shows flashes of it, did well, but unfortunately, for one reason or another, just fizzled out and became uh, not necessarily uh, disappointments, but players that, that, that you know were that, that that didn't pan out for for one reason or another. We'll talk about that as well. So as you can see, a full plate on the Dos Acero Football Podcast. We do have a distinguished panel of guests at the round table tonight. Of course, we'll start uh, over on the, on the left coast as we always do, but this time I'm going to mix it up. We're going to start, uh, start South Central Los Angeles with Joel Aceves. Joel, uh, thank you for joining us. I know you missed us last week. I did. I was at work. I was at work and uh, I wish... Man, you got to tell your boss, hey man, I got my Dos Acero Football Podcast I got to do, so... I was disappointed off, in Juwan. He, I, I heard you and Ronnie, you know, talking blasphemy about a campionissimo, and he, he folded, man. He didn't defend. He didn't. He folded like club. a tent. <laughs> well, you know why? It's because he's a cambiarrayas. So you know th- those things happen. You know, I, I cambiarrayas I don't don't they don't they don't feel have the fire in the belly anymore. <laughs> I I didn't um. Yeah, I didn't want to believe it, but now I'm pretty positive about it. And uh, you, you know, when you read something and then you can't find it, so then you start questioning whether you read it or not. Right. So I, I had read about Angelica Fuentes. Uh, they embargoed her properties, and uh, the interesting thing they said how much she owed. So yeah, forty nine percent of her. Of her um, of Chivas, she owns forty nine. So I don't know exactly. Well, actually, I found it. I it took me a while to find it, but I, I found the article. 
So she owns 49% of Chivas. Yeah, it doesn't go into details. It just says that uh, the judge... So she was she was uh, Vergara's silent partner then when, when, when he bought the team. Well, essentially. Yeah, she well, she was doing a lot of um, a lot of the cambios that she was doing. It was going through her. It's funny no, cause it, it, basically. Explain to me, Joel, uh, just real quickly, just so that you know, the, and then explain to the folks that uh, who who was Angelica Fuentes before she married uh, Jorge Vergara. What uh, what cultural or political or social significance did she have in Mexico? She. What I know about her is that. Uh, only life was going broke, and Vergara hired her to help her turn around the company. And did and, she turn uh, it around? She did. She put her money into the company. She, so, so she comes I, from. Is she like an old Guadalajara family that has? Could be. Could be. I mean, I don't. I don't. You know. I'm not too sure. But she, she. Well, do you not see her at the parties, Jose? I don't. I don't live over there, man. What I do know is, what Higuera is doing right now. Pretty much, she was doing it. <laughs> he's the president. He's the CEO of Only Life, and he's he's the one pulling strings at Chivas. And that used to be her, but she actually owned forty nine percent of the club. So I mean, uh, and does she still own forty nine percent of the club? Yeah, with the embargo, I guess means she can. Um, I was hoping uh, better minds would explain this. Uh, her assets have been frozen. Yeah, there you go. Pretty much. Which is something we alluded to uh, a while back when we were talking about how Chivas has been like uh, they haven't gotten sponsorships for like the, the jersey or the stadium uh, for going the TV deal and you know I guess because a lot of that money would end up in their pockets. Right. So they're, 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 they're running at a loss so that she loses as well. Yep, and she's right now she's lost a lot, man. They took away ninety nine point nine 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 percent of Angelissima, which was like one of her charity groups. Uh, she owns. You know, I think that that should be the name of your new company. It should be Joelissimo. Joelissimo. Like <laughs> I just don't Joelissimo. know what the company would do, man. Uh, uh, doesn't have to do anything, dude. Same edits. I work for she Joelissimo. Owned- it was like. It was like Cremerica. <laughs> she owned 1% of Omni Life in Bolivia. Uh, she owns 50% of Kusala Investment Inc. Uh, 10% on Club Deportivo Guadalajara. Not to be confused with... Because um, there's, there's the... The soccer club, right? There's two different yeah. organizations. And uh, what else? Bunch of houses, man. Consortios. This lady was loaded, so uh, it's it's. I, I, yeah. I still I still don't know what's going on. It will be interesting because uh, do more in depth because now that now that you know more about Hoel, are you going to go ahead and start swiping left when you when she comes up on Tinder? Tim, no, I, I haven't been using that. That's for the youngsters. Uh, <laughs> you're in your twenties and early thirties. That's good. Right? Tinder's a spot. Well, it used to be. I don't know anymore, man. I, Let's yeah, card, they, they, uh, they implemented all these rules. What about Christian? <laughs> anyway, well, always a pleasure to have you on the show. We'll uh, we'll, we'll delve deeper into more Chivas-related topics as as we always do on the Los of Football Podcast a little bit a little bit later. Also, out in California, a gentleman who uh, 
is uh, is is I'm not going to say suffering, but is is uh, is having difficulty this year with with his the team that he follows. We're talking about Santos Santos Laguna. Uh, Daniel Preciado joins us from Oceanside. Uh, precious point. Uh, they've kind of fallen into. Well, at least Daniel, at least at least you'll have something to root for, because uh, uh, it's it's not fun being <laughs> in a promotion battle. But you know, it's like you know the games are like are are, are much more intense. I mean, it really is. It's uh, the, the the levels of drama are ratcheted up. You know, you know, fifty, sixty. It's 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 tough. It's it's tough to watch with your team when when they're stuck. We've all gone through it. Um, they're yeah, clearly they're struggling. Um, they let. The, the wind slipped past their fingers in the in the dying moments. It was kind of a kind of a rough loss. Uh, not even a rough loss, rough tie, I should say. I mean, they, but it was an away tie, so I didn't put the put positive spin on it. They'll hopefully build on that. You know, he'll get it turned around. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of whether they give him the time or whether he has the time. I think they'll be fine, personally. Yeah, and the players are. I mean, some of them are are really green. So let's just call them growing pains. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know it's just unfortunate that they go through it. But you know what? That's that. That is, you know, it, a lot of people don't understand the absolute, you know, the value it has to have a coach that understands both ends of the business. And uh, Chepo did go through uh, with uh, Guadalajara uh, relegation spiel, which I, you know, he did fine. And, you know, in the season where they really, really, really could have had uh, had some serious damage, and then he he got him qualified into the. Quarterfinals of the league, yes. So he knows how to manage Semi, that. Semifinal, uh, John. Oh, ex- excuse me, excuse <laughs> me. That's semifinals. No, what, well, was I, I, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? This, no, I have to note it because despite all the, the investment and, and all the changes, the team hasn't been able to reach that. Yeah, so that, that, that's, and that's the best showing, sadly, that they had in the league, yeah. In like five or six years, because last last yeah. time they made the semifinals, it was against Pumas, and Pumas had, had defeated them in in, in, in 2011. Yeah. I understand. Well, Dan, hang in there, dude. It's uh, I think you I think you'll be fine. There, there's gonna Veracruz is gonna. There's there's a couple of winnable games. I mean, yeah. there's some tough ones too. But I mean, you never know. They they could surprise and pull off a tie against one of these uh better teams, and then um, scrap some points against the lessers. Um, Right. Well, see, happened. the problem that all all the, all the established teams have this year in the in the in the the drop zone is that the the team that just came up is actually doing pretty well. And uh, you know, if, if they can you know maintain just because their average is, you know, yeah, the it, winds, is much uh, more volatile. The, the, the wins count a lot more for the newly promoted ones. Yeah. So if they, if they manage to get like you know you know anything above twenty one points in each season, they 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 will be safe. I mean, just 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 by the mathematics. So yeah, so that you know they don't have a Dorados or a, who was it the other team, the Leones Negros, where they were just terrible and just. And that's a good thing, I think. I, I think the I, I think it, it makes for a better story when the promoted team, you know, actually tries to stay up. So I, yeah, I, well, I remember the last time Santos was in the relegation battle, it was with Pumas, and that was I got to tell you that I, <laughs> that was like 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 ten years ago. Is that when that happened? Like it was, it was, it was about, about ten years ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, no, actually, uh, they were struggling a lot, um, but they turned it around. I think that same season, I think they actually won the championship. So they I won the they championship. Kind of, You're right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think this is going to be yeah, happening. So, uh, I think it's going to be more of a grind uh, this time around. Well, 
let's you do have the ultimate grinder coach. There's no question about that. So, but you know what? In a, in a relegation, uh, honestly, you know, uh, you know, Chepo's style can certainly uh, navigate that without any problem. You know, he's not a he's not he's aggressive when he needs to be, but he's not overly aggressive, and and he's very cautious. And you have you, I mean, you just have to be. You have to pick your spots, and that's what he'll do. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the faith. Uh trying to listen to, to, to Joel and, and uh, accept that he's going to turn things around. But I really do think uh, it's just the, the, the team, even the team is just uh, not that poor player by player. So I, I definitely think that they're going to, they're going to, they're going to sort things out. It's just a matter of time. Are there any, are there any young players that, uh, that have promise that you think, man, this could, you know, if, you know, if this guy gets going, it could be, it could be, be good for them. Oof. I mean, they're, they're they're trying a lot of new ones, but no one's actually looking terribly impressive. I have a Don't, question for but for Dan. Early though, for for Danny Boy. Yes, hold guys. Go ahead. You know, well, when when uh, when Chivas made the semifinals, and uh, they lost to Santos, and uh, who went on to win the the league title. So, dude, what happened? What happened since? Because I wasn't paying close attention, but. How did you go from? But that was when Santos. They were the number eight team. That that was the number eight team. Yeah, the, that, 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 that's the, no, no. That but still, you you win a league championship and then you go from league champion to almost relegation candidate. I, I, so, I am being really, really objective here. That the last championship they won, the last Liga they won, they found themselves in the perfect position. They they got hot at the right time because. Nothing really indicated throughout the season that that they had that kind of a team that that was going to be able to go on that kind of run. Uh, they did, and it was great. And I think personally, it was. I, I've mentioned this before. It was, it's like the one I appreciate the, the 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 championship. I appreciate the most because it was like definitely the 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 lessest, the least talented team that we that 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 was able to do it. It was such a. It was such a bizarre postseason, Joel, that Chuletita got a got a poker in the first leg of the final. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that whole final was wacky. Uh, what is it? A six zero? That's right, because Ronaldinho came within uh, within an RCH of really making it interesting uh, in the second half because they were up what three zero, and if he would have scored scored that goal, it would have I think the, it would have been uh, five to four on aggregate, and that would have made it yeah, the first very half interesting. The, the first half of the second leg got a little got a little scary. I wasn't overly concerned though, because I mean, it it, it it takes just a, a catastrophic meltdown for something like that to happen, and and typically that doesn't happen. And let's face it, the catastrophic meltdowns are somebody else's category altogether. But, That's right. But uh, then to end up there, what was it like? Coaching changes, uh, selling your top players, not replacing them, because that that's how Chivas ended up at. Uh, a lot of coaching changes. They sold all their top players, and at the time that they sold them, Vergara refused to, you know, to to get uh, get players to cover for them. The short answer, definitely yes. I mean, they if you if you look at the over the last ten years, America's taken just about was it four or five of our strikers. So yeah, <laughs> I mean. That's tough. Uh, uh, they've definitely sold their best Interesting. players, in my opinion. Yeah, if you if you have Peralta, you, you don't let go of him, man. That's that's your Hermosillo. That's that's your. 
Right. That should well, be interesting how Benitez, the big sponsor I mean, Benitez was, of, uh, was was making himself. I, I think on some level he is a legend with the team. Uh, he's uh, he was awesome. Uh, Quintero wasn't as great, but he still made a, a huge impact with the team. Um, he hasn't he hasn't been able to translate uh, his success with, with Santos with America as much. But man, I mean, Vuoso also who who was already kind of um, he was one that I was okay letting go. To be honest, maybe you guys could get Quintero back. Um, one thing Chepo has is good. He's in good standing at Coapa. Well, you know, I, I'd be happy to have him. I'd be because he doesn't seem to be appreciated all that much. Um, I don't know if we could afford him. You're gonna summon the Ron. That's okay. I mean, he he'd be the first one. I mean, there's no denying what they've done. What, what they, they've been making, they've been doing business with Santos, and and I mean, and not just the striker position, but they also took uh, Mosmar Mares, who I believe is a a product of Santos. And it is that one of America's main sponsors, you know, a stadium sponsor, has got their logo all over the stadium. Corona. Oh. It's not, you know, is one of the. Uh, well, it used to be. Although I'm sure that they're still heavily involved in the in the club that that kind of works out the way it does, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Very well, it's a business, man. Well, the other voice. Yeah, go ahead. No, man, just said, you know, the other voice that we heard there, we haven't introduced him yet. Of course, we're talking about our technical director, our, our director Tecnico of the show here on the Dos Acero football podcast. We're talking about Albert and Chiquis Campa over in uh, Kyle, Texas. Albert, how are you, sir? Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing good? <laughs> Having fun? Yeah, it should be a good show. I wanted to, I was hoping uh, Juan would be on. Uh, gang up on Well, him. Juan said he had, to, he had to work tonight, you know, how, you know, how convenient. And I think that Juan saying he has to quote-unquote coach is like, yeah. is like when you ask a girl out and she's, oh, no, I, I can't go. I have to wash my hair that night. So, <laughs> I was going to gang up on him with Juan. I, I, uh, on the Chivas versus Chivas. the music. I don't think Juan wanted to face the music tonight. Yeah. He was, he was talking a big game though on the uh, Chivas chat. I'm, for those of you that I, don't I, I know, missed we it. Have, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that thing because every time I speak up, they people say I thought this was Chivas only. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, perfectly fine. There's <laughs> another one that's Chivas only, or like real purebred Chivas. We're just really like, this one. Oh, so that this is like the like the. The LE version, the entry so there, level version. So there's like levels of exclusivity going on. <laughs> Am I right? Hold on. Twitter chats. I, I had to make one because uh, they brought in Pern and that dude is just disco rayado, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, it was like a virus, dude. It's like when you need a new email because it keeps getting spammed. <laughs> it's a, Release the crap. It's kind of ironic, though, that, that because like, he's usually the probably the biggest proponent for uh, your current coach. No, he is, but, but then he would just he would just attack for the sake of attacking. No, I I, I, I was a part of one of the chats for a while, you so do, I, do, I do realize how. You, you. But Jawan, Jawan has a good uh, has a surprising input, though, because he, he agrees with, not not the same way the Pern does, but he agrees that Almeida's doing a good job and that um, he's bringing success to Chivas and everything, and and I was just stating some facts that I thought, and he was like going against me as as uh, 
when I was, you know, just staying in the facts that Chivas is just all hustle, um, pressing on the on the defense and up, you know, up top, and then attacking as much as they can, and then they gas out like at the end. Um, and he wasn't agreeing with that. Well, but that's fact. But they have different. They have different. Uh, you know, one thing I do like about him is that he does. He has. I mean, he actually approaches each game differently. So you know, some games he'll favor a lot of possession. And it's, you know, in something like the America game where he's like, you know what, let, let these clowns have the possession. We'll defend, and then they're going to all, they're going to give us these massive holes that we can, you know, that we can exploit. And then he did that the entire game, you know, and, and of course, you know, some America fans would say, oh, that we're just, you know, playing cat and mouse and being very defensive. No, I think it, I think it was the actual strategy because they, they did it from you know, the first minute, even when it was still 0 0, all the way through the 90th minute. So it was obviously they made a conscious effort. I mean, the minute the defenders would get the ball, they wouldn't try to link up with the forwards. They would just send a ball that someone could run on, you know, yeah, that, you know 80 yards point. away. That goes to my other point that uh, that Chivas tends to get goals from either penalty or from a, a mistake on the defense or from a brilliant play, say, from Orduin or from Brizuela. It's no I, do, late. I do think that comes from part of the tactics, though, as far as when you were talking about the pressing, that pressing does a lot, a lot of the time create those mistakes. So, I mean... Let's not devalue everything they're doing. I, I hear your point, though. Yeah, I guess no, I think just... we should devalue everything they're doing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a genius coach, he should be able to break, break the bunker, which he did in versus Toluca, and provide some form of... I mean, I, I would well, say the game versus America, that was a pretty good game. They were passing on point. Everything was good. But after, other than that, I haven't been impressed. With another well, I think the one thing they've shown is um, an inability... To play with a uh, with a man advantage, that's one thing. Even Pulido. That and, and and frankly, their their finishing is uh, is is to quote some of the people on here, it's weak sauce. They don't. Uh, they would be much better if they had even a marginal striker. And they, I mean, and then are you saying Pulido is not a marginal striker? Yeah. He just got called up to the national team. Well, that's what that's what I asked John about. I said, does Pulido really deserve a call up? Oh, I mean, he hasn't played in two years. No. Not on what he's done in, uh, this season. He scored a couple of goals. I mean, one, he stole a penalty from somebody, and then the other one, he uh, it was like a a rolling ball in front of the goal, and he's. I mean, maybe Pulido. Uh, it, it, just to show you how Pulido has, has, you know, he hasn't really lit the Chivas fans on fire yet. Joel haircut. He hasn't switched the Pulido haircut. <laughs> no, um, that's not. It wouldn't look good on me, John. You don't have a solidarity, Melena. No, 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 no. But I, I agree. I agree with the group. Uh, I, and I've seen a few games now, and he just basically Lagunero, man. He disappears for large stretches of the game. Well, someone is enjoying a nice drink. Did you hear that? I'm save, sorry. Save some for everybody. I I, save some for everybody. You know what? I I was supposed to put that on me, then I slipped. Uh, who? What commentator you used to hear the the and it's the Inescapable sounds of the of the the drink slosh in a like a <laughs> scotch and You're close, man. Rum and coke. You're real close. It was uh, it was Norberto Longo. You remember uh, the uh, old commentator on uh, with I guess on Univision with uh, Andres Cantor and then later Telemundo. He passed away like 15 years ago. But anyway, he 
you could hear every every, every so often a, that that noise. You just go ahead, let us hear a little a little clink. <laughs> exactly that noise. Uh, and yeah, it's and a beautiful it's, sound. Uh, so what is what do you have in the seven and seven there? Well, it's done now. That was that was that was the last bit of it. Uh, it was a Tullamore a little Irish whiskey for those uh, who are unfamiliar. Well, that sounds you just need to act like the Noida Penal in, in a while. I just had a, a Negra Modelo, which apparently has now been rebranded to Modelo Negro. That's okay. Same Different label. All right, so moving on. We do have some topics that we wanted to jump into, and uh, uh, we wanted to discuss. Uh, that uh, Juan, Carlos, Juan Carlos Osorio had for these upcoming friendlies with New Zealand in Nashville and with Panama up in Chicago. Uh, Chiquis, did you get uh, credentialed? Are you going to go to this game? Still waiting. Juan and I submitted. They still haven't told you. Are you serious? It's like it's like this week, isn't it? Oh no! For the friendly, no. For the friendly, no. Sorry. For Columbus, that's the main one I want. It's Columbus. I did. Did you did you try to get credential for this game? Not for or this did, one. You, no. I think Jawan might have tried, but uh, I didn't. He actually got in. I think he got in. So, so now he has to show up. Yeah. You know, maybe he maybe he can call one of some of his Pachuca buddies to to give him some access. I'm I'm with Carlos Alberto on this Molero stuff. I don't agree with it. What about it? There shouldn't be Moleros. There shouldn't be uh, national team games with uh, non first team players. Um, I saw a tweet by uh, the U.S. national team and Bob Bradley, not Bob Bradley, kid, um, talking about that. You know, they're getting they're getting good chemistry and getting good with the practicing and with the friendlies. Uh, you don't say this, but they're. I mean, I, I don't even know if it's their first team that's going to be out there on these friendlies. For Mexico, it's not, and so there's no chemistry being gained in these two games that are coming up because the, the qualifier games will have totally different players. Right, because yeah, exactly right, and they're gonna have, and then they're gonna come up with some code. Let's let's play the the two, three, one, three, four, or whatever the hell it is that he wants to play. There's and they're gonna have guys that have that have never never played together ever, playing playing a game of of you know of, of massive import. It's uh, always been, so let's go through the list here. So we'll go position by position, and uh, you know y'all can uh, comment. Uh, the goalies are Moises Munoz, Jesus Corona, and Rodolfo Cota. Uh, Cota, uh, a deserved call-up. Corona, uh, frankly, hasn't really been doing it that much for the past couple of years. And Moises, I guess he's been all right. But, uh, I mean, it seems like th- this is still Memo's, uh, Memo's spot, right? Have you have you seen Moises Munoz's six packs? Yeah. Moises Munoz has, has, has like, he carries a, he carries a case. <laughs> it's a case. It is impressive. It goes to show you that when you lay off the Doritos... Good things happen for you. Good things happen awesome. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know that uh, Beto was posting that picture a lot. You know, on on Man He's... Crush Mondays. <laughs> not, yeah, he uh, wasn't, wasn't just on his Twitter. He's he was with a fat face, though. Uh, his wallpaper. It's it's on his lock screen. <laughs> it is his avatar for some I, of his deeper Twitter handles. I I I think uh, though his favorite is Polito though. I mean, if there's someone he wants to see shirtless, he does have a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> to it. 
I have a six pack if I stick my gut into like a tennis net. Then I have, then I'll have, I'll have a. Six pack. There's a also built that one Pocho from Chivas, that defensive guy. Ponce. Yeah, Ponce. They were playing. Yeah, Ponce. Him. He's yeah. Yep. He's he's pretty stout. Oh man, Beto can talk about this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Go down the list of okay, John. <laughs> yes, well, yes. Honorable mention to Fabian too, since we're speaking of a uh, good, good-looking physiques. <clears throat> this is the Joteria edition. The guy that gave me motivation. Hey, hey, the guy that motivated me was a uh, el pastor, el pastor. What's his name? Lozano. Pastor Lozano. Tigres, yeah. the Tigres yeah. player. He, no, he from Morelia. Morelia. You still want to show me your cucumber? Could have sworn that's what I'm playing. Yeah, because Pastor Lozano, he was a... Uh... So he said, so I'm like, I'm thinking, shit, I can let myself go and still play. <laughs> well, have you all ever seen uh, uh, Pushkash, the, the Hungarian guy? Yeah. I mean, he yeah, had to have been 250 yeah. pounds. I mean, that dude played with like three beer guts, and he still kicked everyone's ass. Hey, he was that good. There, there's, there's, there's a picture of Puskas and Di Stefano where they're like, they're like before or after a game, and they're like, you know, like kind of like embracing each other. Okay. And right off the bat, you notice his shape, but they were the cream of the crop in their day. Well, they were the best players in the world. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah. It so was. Uh, I worked the Copa America this summer. One of the guys I worked with from the uh, host broadcast service was this Scottish guy. Really good guy. I really hope I get to work with them again uh, in the future. Just a, just a real pleasant, uh, very knowledgeable. Hey, Ron, he did, he did really. play for Tigres, but I think his last club was Morelia. But I, I had to Google him, man. He got even bigger. <laughs> I could just imagine him playing those Sunday pub teams. That's good news. Anyway, so we were talking about Pushkas, and, and he said that he did a couple, you know, uh, when he first started in the business back in the mid to late 80s, he'd done a couple of charity matches where Pushkas was to play. And in a Pushkas, you know, I'd gotten, you know, as, as we get older, we, some of us, not everybody, tends to put on a little, apparently he'd obviously had ballooned up. And he said that it didn't matter that, that, that they said that he was, what, 260, 270, whatever he was, that the minute he got the ball on his feet, no one, no one could take it away. And he he scored like seven goals in this thing because they just they couldn't get it away from him because he was he still has just unbelievable ball skills, even even you know carrying as much weight as he did. So I always thought that was interesting. So really, really great player. But of course, uh, the voice you hear there is uh, someone who needs no introduction but gets one anyway. <laughs> Of course, we're talking about Ronnie the Luna. Ronnie, how are you, sir? Sentirte bien. Reflect on John. I'm doing fine, guys. Yeah, you got, you got like, like when you walk around now, you know, to have someone play theme music behind you. Oh, so I appreciate that, like you, you have competing, competing light motif. Do you tell people, that, John? Do you tell people, Ronnie, that uh, you got an intro? What's that? Do you brag about that? That you have an intro? No, I that you're on a, on a part. I should. I, I, should, I should man. Think about it because, like, because, like in the movie, I'm going to get you, sucker. Now with an intro. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he walks around with <laughs> with a band behind him, plays funk yeah. music. It was great. That's a great movie. All right. So, so, so back to it's good to have you on. Back to this list. So we have Munoz, Corona, and, and Cota. Out of those three, you know, if anyone like like merited a call up, uh, you know, for his performance, it would probably have to be Cota. Uh, 
uh, I, I would assume. Uh, he seems to be doing pretty well. Again, you know, Piccolin should have been called. I'm not sure why he wasn't. Uh, he's, uh, again, having a solid season. I, and you can't tell honestly, that, that these guys are... John, I, I think this is um, kind of along the lines of... of uh of uh, Martin's uh, um, article he wrote. I think this is discrimination, man, on ugly. He's ugly. And they're discriminating against him. It's the same thing that happened to, to Peraza. He's ugly and, there was and no white. Strikers. He's ugly and white. You know, you know who they said it happened to? Um, at Real Madrid, Di Maria. He's not even that ugly. They said he wasn't marketable enough in that his looks. I don't know. I don't yeah, know about but your standards, but he won't make Chiki's back crush Monday's list, right? He would not make uh, Chiki's. Yeah, Chiki's. Uh, do you follow Picolin on the Instagram? Does he post pictures of his six pack that you can I let fo- us I, in on? I do follow him. He doesn't post pictures like that. Just does does Picolin post? Yeah, that's he, now, which Piccolino are you following? Because you know, are you exactly which one are you following? Are you following Piccolino one or two? No, I'm following the real one, the goalkeeper one. The real one. Right. Another thing about him, though, is uh, I think I think no one takes him seriously. He's sort of like a clown. I think he's considered, oh. a <laughs> and and yeah, he's sort of like you know, he's that guy because you know how everyone come, when they called him up, they're like Piccolino and yes, Mas and all this stuff, like just joking around, like saying how great he was when you know everyone knows he's he isn't like. The greatest, so. but he but he has been pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, over I the past couple point, of years, he's 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 been an exceptional goalkeeper. There's no question. I I think at some point you have to look past the shenanigans, look past the looks, and look and I think he's he's definitely more deserving of Corona than Corona. I agree. So when the, when Osorio. You know, ultimately fired. You know, my my first question would be, why didn't you call up Picolin? He would have saved your ass. You know, but but he won't. So there you have it. All right, let's talk defenders. So there's uh, uh, who uh, you know, it's a more on reputation than play. Edgardo Marin from Chivas, Osvaldo Analis, Alanis, who uh, has he even played this year, Joel? Alanis, isn't he? Isn't he just coming off? He's been injured. He's been injured most of the season. I don't. Played a Copa MX one one game. Last oh, week. oh my God! Well then, you know, stop the presses. Let's you know, let's anoint him. Uh, Jesus Dueñas of Tigres, Jorge Torres Nilo of Tigres, Jordan Silva. Is it Jordan or Jordan? Jordan. Millón. So it would be Jordan, wouldn't it? Jordan. 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 And Jose uh, Adrián Aldrete. Everyone's favorite, El Macu, El Macu Robles, Luis Robles from Atlas, as we was called up. So out, out of those, the defenders, how many of those guys are actually going to play in, in, in the game in Columbus? So why don't you, why don't you want the four that are going to play? Why don't you want to call them up just to give them a little extra time to play together, you know, an extra couple of weeks to play together instead of the two days they're going to get before they play in Columbus? I don't think you're crazy, but I do Am disagree. I crazy? Just because, let them stay. They they played enough games together. They should know each other already. Uh, the defenders, and and if there's one position that's not going to be 
messed around with that much that should be familiar with each other is the the defensive line, at least the center backs. Well, I mean, I might agree with you been... if, but they're in a, in some crazy new system where they're leaving forty yard holes between them, and they, and they've been doing it ever since uh, Osorio took over. So, <laughs> do, you, do you think that they would want to get that short up before they go up against the team that they made a fool out of themselves against Chile? So. The more time that together playing and fixing their errors, the better. Yeah, so, I mean, out of those guys, and that's the other thing. I mean, it's like, if you're going to call up defenders, then why don't you call up Montes? I mean, he's clearly... That's That That was my beef. Young defender. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's clearly the best, if not the best Mexican defender in the league already. I think, him and, I think him and Salcedo should have been no-brainers. Well, I, actually, so, I don't mind not calling Salcedo because he just, he just got to the point where he cracked the starting lineup. So to me, you know, let him stay over there. Let him get that extra week where he can practice with his teammates, and you know, and just and and, and then you know, call him up in, in November. I actually have no you know particular just because of his club situation. I guess I, I'm more of along along the lines of, of I'd I'd rather him get at least a rep, some reps. Yeah, but I getting... do agree with you that those two guys should probably be the starting partnership at some point. You know, whether it happens, uh, Fed Cup. I'm sure it'll be that they'll probably be the guys in the World Cup for sure. I think they should. Those two guys should definitely be the reason that Reyes yeah. gets bumped. Great, no question. Uh, Reyes, unfortunately, has been a, a disappointment, which uh, is really kind of shocking because you know he seemed like he had all the tools to, uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll turn around. He, he needs to put some weight on. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't be six three and one hundred and ten pounds. It just and if you are going to be a six three and one hundred and ten pounds. You better be on point. Yeah, exactly. All right, back to the list. We have Jesus Molina from Santos. Uh, Jonathan makes the list again. He's uh, he's back after about, uh, what, a year and two or three months. Orbelin Pineda. Eric Gutierrez from Pachuca. Elias Hernandez and Angel Sepulveda were called up, but they're both uh, – they have both been uh, held back from entry, and they only called up one guy to replace him. Of course, it had to be a Puma, uh, Jesus Gallardo, who's actually pretty decent. I don't know if he's like – Ready, but hey, you know, at this point, you know, I guess he'll try anybody. So uh, out of those midfielders, uh, honestly, if uh, you know, gun to your head, if anyone had to start the game against uh, Columbus, knowing that Guardado's hurt and Herrera's slumping, I mean, you have to go with Jonathan and uh, Orbelin, don't you? And maybe even the, the kid from Pachuca against I mean, the U.S. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know about Gutierrez. Um, well, what about Orbelin and Jonathan? I mean, Orbelin and Jonathan would have to start. I mean, wouldn't they? Jonathan, the thing is that, that he hasn't, though. Even I don't know. It just seems like for some reason the whoever's coaching Mexico doesn't have a ton of faith in him. I mean, I know Piojo did showed some. Well, Piojo it, there at the end. I mean, he was outside of Guardado was like at the end of the Gold Cup. He was clearly uh, Mexico's best player at the uh, yeah. outside of Guardado at that tournament. He's gonna put in Torres Nilo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll put in. Uh, he'll he'll call Chicharito up to make him play uh, Contención, you know, <laughs> just just so he has the experience of playing it. You know. No, he put Torres Nilo in Contención, didn't he? Against uh, oh Chile, I think it was right. I remember one time uh, I, uh, uh, Vasco did that in Houston, but it was uh, preparing for the World Cup, and he put uh, I think it was Osorio as the as the content, and he was terrible. And I and I and I actually covered the game, and I went and asked him. I said. 
I said, why did he, he said, he said it was, it was just to see what I could do if it was an emergency. And he sort of even said, I think Vasco's not going to do it again. <laughs> you know, he accepted the fact that it just, you know, just wasn't his position. It was, you know, where, cool about it. Where know? do you think Jonah's going to be played? Because that's actually something I'm really interested in because I personally think that he's not going to put him in the middle. He has to. I don't think he's gonna. He has, he has no choice. I think he probably he may in these friendlies, but I mean, if he has, it just seems like he likes big guys, big uh, physical dudes uh, that could that could be physically imposing in the middle. Like it just seems that he, he it's it's the only reason I could come up with well, why he never called up Gaito. You know what, Blanche? He doesn't have big physical guys, and the big physical guys he has are terrible. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's putting in guys like Rafa who who may be who I'm okay with, to be honest. Um, but, but, but like guys like Reyes, who, who, who have played the position, but hadn't played the position in a long time and, and hadn't been playing, and you throw him out there when there's... He had him play and he was against Honduras or something, and he was just, he was awful. I mean, he was bad. Well, yeah, he, he hadn't played like he in bad. five months. Yeah. It, well, yet another uh, brilliant decision. And that that's the thing. I, I mean, as much as I want to back the coach, I mean, the, some of his like the one thing I, I I just can't wrap my head around, and I I don't think I w- will be able to is is the goalkeeper position. How he insists on 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 changing that around. I mean, goalkeepers I don't think have ever suffered from from fatigue. So if there's one position that's not going to suffer from it. I mean, if there's one position that that you know you think you're gonna you should be able to count on the like. Sorry, let's just. Let's just get get our guy. Do you think Santiago Baños, whenever he, uh, you know, Osorio, you know, throws a, a player out there at some random position? Do you think that you know he, he watches that and he's like, admit a huge mistake, or 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 not? Does, does he ever admit it to himself? Or 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 the travel agent? You know, either of those guys. Like a uh, like Arrested Development, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had the wrong button. These guys are mistake. these guys are pretty arrogant, man. I I doubt they they have that kind of ability to to reflect on that kind of level to be to be self critical. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Introspective. All right. So uh, so I personally, you know, Jonas has started off real well at Villarreal. He is a, a midfielder that Mexico just you know has qualities, and Mexico just you know they don't have players and have those particular qualities. I, if it, you know, with this list, if it were me, I would have him and Orbelin play both games. And if they have any kind of chemistry together, then those would be my guys going into Columbus. Every time what, I think, what side does uh, John? Where does or, I'm sorry, where does Orbelin play? He's a midfielder. No, where? Uh, like a, a center? Oh, uh, yeah, he's uh, well uh, for Chivas. He's like he's like their on the right a little. He's the contención, but he's like a he's a he's a like a box to boxer. He you know he you know pisalaria as they say. You know he 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 gets up the field, but he's he's everywhere. I mean he's he's just a really talented player. Ronnie, did you have a, did you have a question or comment? Sorry, uh, Ronnie. No, yes, yes, I did. Have a no, he did. He did. Ronnie, you're about. No, every time I think, every, yeah, every time I think of Jonah, I just, I just think about that play uh, when he was with Barcelona against Chivas. Yeah, who was it? Fabian that scored the. Uh, all he does is a somersault. <laughs> that was his defense. Remember that? Yeah. 
I just, I just think, yeah. You know, the play that sticks with me with Yona was uh, when Bosco was calling him up to see if he was going to make the World Cup, and frankly, he should have taken him. But, um, oh, and, and they were uh, playing in the – did you go to that game in the Rose Bowl, Joel, when they played New Zealand? Yes, I did. Do you remember the yes, on the corner did. kick that the ball came out and he hit it and, and he just, from like 30 yards out, just crushed the shot perfectly and ended up hitting the crossbar and hit the crossbar so hard, like the ball bounced all the way to midfield? I, you know, I forgot that play. I, I just remember. Uh, Who is it uh, against, John? Chicharro's, Chicharro's goal. New Zealand. In the, in the it Rose was Bowl. New Zealand. At the Rose Bowl, yes, right. That's yeah. right. Chicharro's goal. Did you go, Dan? Were you there, Dan? I think I did. You were there? I think yeah. so. Memory's a little. Do they let you guys <laughs> park on the golf course uh, when there's a Mexico game at the Rose Bowl, or do they? Yeah, they still. do. Yeah, they do. Just check. Although I've never. I parked there once, never again. I don't know how people are like actually voluntarily do that like i would that's that's like the worst night i mean you're you're literally you're stuck there for a good three hours after right right awful place to get yeah, out of. so anyway like i said i i, I you know because those guys are really uh generate things and 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 defend well uh, if, if with when the guardados hurt and and Herrera is not playing well those would be my guys if, if they can get going with any kind of uh, actually, you know, move the team in a in in a one direction or another. As far as the forwards, uh, there is uh, uh, Chucky, Irvin Lozano, Isaac Birisuela, Giovanni. Giovanni's back. Everybody's very happy about Giovanni being back. I'm sure. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. <laughs> and uh, Marco know, Fabian, what, what, who uh, is. You know, one one of the things that sometimes uh, you know the coaches do uh, to try to get out of a, a rudder is to go with a a team that is playing well. You know, kind of like you know when you know Piojo you know went with the America players, or there was a time when it was the, the base was Chivas, or a time there's a you know a time when the base was Pumas. When when like, Vasco Aguirre did when he brought Cruz Azul in because they were playing in the Libertadores. Well, yeah, well. Well, keep in mind he brought a combination of Pachuca, Pachuca and, and Cruz Azul in back in two thousand two thousand one, or two thousand one two thousand two, um, because they were playing well, and uh, it, it just seems to me that you know they're like, although there's a lot of good players, it's like it seems like you know the team doesn't have like that base. Well, Ronnie, let's talk about that. Why why don't they have that base? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, I, I think it's clearly the blame it on, on the ten eight. I think it's clearly yeah. blame it on the ten eight rule. Uh, um, what do you mean by base, though? Do you mean base like, like as a, a, a meaning? You know that 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 base. You know where it usually starts like, with girl. like the two center backs plays together. But, no, but I'm sorry, you, you, you're talking about a core group from from one particular team. In yeah. The one, uh, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. And, you know, for a while, you know, you know, Chivas was doing it in the early, you know, in the late 2000, well, you know, about 2004, 2005, around that time. And, and it, you know, and it's changed, you know, America, Pumas, Cruz Azul, Pachuca. But it, it just seems like right now, it's like the players are all over the place. And it's like, I think we're going to go through a transition similar to what the South Americans did like 20 years ago. It, when now you know, we're here for you, dude. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Estaba en el podcast. Well, it's, 
It's funny you mention that. <laughs> but there, because there are, out of the 22 players that are called up, there are six Chivas. Players. Yeah. But I, I, I'm. And frankly, uh, for the, moving for forward, this fight, it's going to be the, I don't only think team that's going to have a base. I don't think the Chivas, although they have six players, I don't think that they're a base team right now. I think they're just a team in transition. Who, I mean, who conventionally can, you know, I mean, if if it, if they do start to produce and play well and consistently, you know, fight, you know, really years and stuff like that, that's a different story. But I, I just don't, I don't see, now, I don't see I, that team. Yeah, I don't see that group being the national team. These are like the replacement guys. They're the Molero team. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, like Atlas, Atlas. Had but a, this, this particular group you know? or, or the, or the, or the call-ups from Chivas, Joel. No, no, the call from Chivas. I don't. I don't think they're going to be not in this cycle. I don't think they're going to be the main, the main guys. Well, the the reality is, is that Mexico's base is uh, still in Europe. So, uh, if they can somehow manage to uh, to figure it out, we'll see. Now, the the fact that Giovanni's back. I mean, the fact that he was never, you know, the fact that he was even away, uh, frankly, is, uh, is is ridiculous. Uh, you know, with whatever, and I'm sure there was there was some sort of internal strife between him and the federation. I think that anyone that denies that is, you know, I, oh, is uh, only fooling themselves. John, now now yes? that you mention it, because when uh, when Jonathan arrived, he he said uh, they were asking him all type of questions, and he said. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk right now. He said, I'm not. He said, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be playing with my brother again. Yeah. Was, and, he, was and, he reading and, it off a sheet of paper? I'm glad to be back. No, no, no. But then he, again. He, he gave a press conference the following day. And then he was like, I've never felt um, underappreciated with the national team because I was in reference to to the tweet that Giovanni had said. Or it's like they don't value. It's too bad they don't value you back home. So I, I do think there was a lot of stuff in the federation where, like, you guys need to do some damage control here. Well, you know, it's 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 weird for a play. You know, the the, the three players, Giovanni and uh, and and his brother, all three of them. You know, they may have played. You know, when they were really young in a in, in, a, in a in a local youth system, but the I mean, they made they made their career, their entire career. So, I mean, how much, you know, how, how weird is it for them to, you know, to quote unquote, go home to a country that they, you know, haven't been to in years or however long it's been for them? It's, it's got to be a little bizarre. I think it's bizarre that for them to go back, because I, I think they, they, spend, they spend plenty of time in Mexico, but I, I think the issue is when they go back, to re- to get that reaction from people, because what's reported is that they refused call ups, and and a lot of people buy that. Well, that's what's reported in the paper. You know, it's like that in that scene, wag the dog. Well, the war is just over. It's not over yet. It is I just saw it on television? It's over. It's done. Yeah. So you're right. It's it's whatever. It's whatever's reported. So. You know, but uh, you know that's good that they're back. You know, Giovanni again is a guy that uh, should have never have not been on the team. You know, obviously uh, a player that they could have used in the myriad of 
games that they've had over the past year, year and a half. Uh, he, you know, would have would have started the, the game in Pasadena. Obviously, would have played in the in the Copa America. So it's a good to be good for him to be back. And then personally, I hope I hope he scores in these games uh, coming up. You know, for his sake, and just to remind people that he that he does have quality, and he's you know easily is, and, and uh, as far as national team players go, has been. One of Mexico's most consistent performers. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully he will uh, be able to show that. So, John. So these games, John. Are, yes, sir. You just to talk about Jonah for a second longer. So you would have him in the middle, and then have Herrera and Guardado on on each side. Herrera and Guardado on the field at all, because I I'm, well, one Guardado is gonna he's hurt and he won't be. I don't think he'll be match fit. And Herrera's in a terrible slump. He's just—he's not playing well. He's in a slump. You know, yeah, he's—he's he's coming off the bench for Porto occasionally. He's not. Didn't he? Didn't he start last weekend and get a an assist or something or a goal? Did he? I think so. Uh, well, I know he hasn't been playing the Champions League, which uh, you know, frankly, are the the ones that the matter. That really yeah. matter to them. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully he'll get it. But again, to me, I mean, I mean, I, I just want because and and the other thing is that both Herrera and Guardado, at least for the national team, have been. And over the past, you know, it's been a while since they've 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 played well for them. But how do you bench? How do you bench your captain? That's one of the things that I didn't like. I think he's actually taken a dip since he since he's gotten that role. Maybe he's not captain material. I don't think he is. Maybe I, I know they make Chicharito captain and be. I know Rafa get it over with. I know Rafa's trying to 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 hand it over to him, but. He's lost his head in, in, in some pretty important moments and disappeared in important games. Uh, yeah, I mean, he like I said, he has not played well uh, since since the Gold Cup. He just he just has not. Didn't didn't Cuauhtémoc come out and say that he doesn't like Guardado as a capitán? There there really isn't a captain right now in the national team that's worth. Well, I think Rafa. that's why we see we keep seeing Rafa because there's no leadership. There's no leadership, and there's no, uh, I mean. There's nobody that commands the kind of respect that I think that he still manages to to command. Like, um, I, I I know a lot of people don't think don't want him there, but I mean, I'll be shocked if we don't see him in in, in Russia just because. Rafa, really? No one's no. Yeah, it's just because no one's clearly making it the the for one the defensive line and and and, and that defensive midfield role is kind of up in the air. No one's made it clear that, that it's their spot. And secondly, from a leadership standpoint, I don't know. I, if we compare the games where he plays and doesn't, we could all point out the fact that he gets burned a couple times a game and, 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 and yeah, he, he'll, he'll totally get toasted. But the team somehow functions better when he's on the field. Here's the, here's the thing with Rafa. He, even when he first was captain for the for the national team, it was just because he was the Barcelona dude. He's the guy in Europe. That's not true though, because he was captain in in, in two thousand two, and he was uh, he was nowhere near Barcelona. No. Okay, so yeah, yeah, he he was he was he was, he was already a big deal when he was in Monaco. Okay. It wasn't a big, just because he was the Barcelona guy. It was because the European guy then. Who else was who else was in Europe that was doing well? So right now, Chicharito should probably be going by that logic. Chicharito should be captain. He, he's pretty vocal. He can go crazy when he wants to. I think he's. I think he should have it because he's the I, he's I agree. really hard worker, on and I, off the field. 
I have to right come out on Guardado's defense because it was his turn, and then they brought in Rafa. So it's basically like they're telling him you're the captain, but just not when he's around. <laughs> it's real. I think that's bullshit, though, saying that it's his turn. No, it's it's not BS because Rafa's time is done, man. Uh, you know? It's not though, because it is, dude, that's come on. Anyway. Is, is it? Is it? Everyone agrees that Rafa's time is done, but the the, the, Look, the reality is that the team still needs him. Did he play against that's, Chile? Uh, that's sad. No. See, see, that's that was Mexico's biggest game. That's Mexico's biggest game under Osorio, and he didn't play him. He didn't play well, him because, because, because his his number his didn't come born. up in the his number didn't come up in the rotation. His kid was his kid was born and he was and he had a leave so he didn't practice. Vagina hurt? What's just going on, dude? Come on. No, I mean yeah, that, that was the thing. He left to go to go with, um be with his kid who was being born. So then that's it. And didn't, dude, and didn't practice. And didn't practice. See what a what a what a what a what a bad leader he is. But he couldn't tell his own kid not to be born. <laughs> hey man. And you're gonna talk about practice? You're really gonna talk about practice here? <laughs> practice. I, I, you need to add more street into that, dude. If we're gonna believe. No, estoy buscando tres patas al pinche gato que no tiene. Are you gonna talk about practice? There you go. That's better. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so back, back, back huh? to this uh, this particular call now. Is, I mean, again, calling up some of these guys. I mean, it's like, like, like in the, his last time he, he called up guys that were they were they weren't even starters on club team just just because he needed the warm bodies. And I'm sort of thinking, dude, you have your day of reckoning is coming up next month. What are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, he's he's he is now since he's been there in a year called up sixty dudes. Does Mexico have uh, of of national team quality players to call up sixty guys in in one year? Didn't uh, Ugo do do something similar? He did like eighty. Well, he, yes and no because. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Although, is that half half of those guys were Olympic were Olympic players? Ugo was Ugo was trying to find his twenty three for the Olympics, and the fact that they lumped that together, I always thought was really, uh, it was not necessarily the right thing to do. To oh, he's called up this many no's because he was he was coaching both teams and he called up. So, I uh, I happily happily defend. Triste nom. I'm actually one of those uh, who thought was it. I thought it was BS that he got fired. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely... We all know why it happened. After a win, how many how many Mexico coaches are fired after winning a game? And when it was a win in Europe against an African team, and he gets fired like the next week. Just just remember that. Is that how it went down? Wow. Yeah, he they beat Ghana. In, in, in uh, they played like in Craven Cottage, yeah, in England, and then he was fired the next week because he he had been eliminated from the Olympics. And they brought uh, Erickson in, and his for his first game as a Mexico coach, a qualifier against Honduras, which which he barely barely won by the skin of his teeth. Because the, the the old farts Pavel Pardo and uh, and and Potemuk bailed his ass out. Was that the one where uh, Pardo got that golazo from outside the box? Yeah. Exactly. 
You know what? Exactly. No, yes. Yeah, we we do have uh, Sven to thank though. I mean, he definitely made sure to give uh, Gio his reps because he's um, it's paid off. I yeah, I mean, he, there's. I mean, I, I agree with you there, but uh, <clears throat> but no, he, he, was he started both Giovanni and Carlos Vela in that game. But that was part of the reason that they had like the line of thinking of we have two world class players in uh, Vela and Gio. And and we need a coach that can, you know, guide them. And that, that was like part of the selling point to bring in uh, Sven. Sven had a nice pad in Polanco. He did well for himself when he was down there. <laughs> you know, they didn't even drive to the airport. They didn't take a cab to the airport. He had to cab it to the airport. They, they didn't even have the have the courtesy to at least like send a car. Poor Sven. Poor Sven. Okay, moving on. So uh, these games, uh, anyone have any expectations? I mean, is is is, is this just uh, are they just you know tramites before uh, before Osorio is canned in November, or or does he actually are these gonna are these games gonna have any kind of benefit at all for him? This Panama game is going to be interesting. I mean, New Zealand is just a waste, but the Panama game, depending on on who they bring. You see, I think I think it's going to be the other way around. I think the, I think the Panama game because they play again in a month, and it's going to make an account. So why would either team show anything? Yeah. Well, even that if was they, my thought too. Even if they don't bring their their first team, if Panama makes it difficult for them or even ties it, the haters are going to come out. It's gonna. It's oh, gonna well, the haters are gonna come out regardless. But well, if anybody's fooling right themselves, though, if they don't think, if they think that Panama is gonna be a walkover, man. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Setting. It's gonna be a really difficult game. Both the friendly and 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 the the qualifier. It's gonna be a tough game. Yeah, say they tie or they lose. Panama. It's gonna be on for for Columbus. I, the way I see it, after these first two games, if if he can escape with the two or more points, he should stay. Yeah, I think, I think that that's the minimum. He has to have at least two points for him to because I think to see uh, the new year. All said, when it's all said and done, if you're if you go away and you you come away from out of two away games with two points, that's not bad. Yeah, because then when he gets fired, then Piojo will have uh, the January uh, non-FIFA games that he can uh, at, least, at least work with some national team, you know, like local guys, and then bring in the boys that he well, already knows. Well, see, that's what makes the this this uh, particular league <clears throat> tournament especially interesting because uh, I gotta think whoever uh, whoever's the coaches are, if they, if they manage to 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 win the championship, and Osorio. Ex- as expectedly fails, then they, then they're they are they're automatically they they put their name in the running. So who would be those uh, those said candidates? Uh, I mean, I, I can think of three right off the top of my head. Yoho, and I think you know, there's no question that uh, I just you know with, with Banyos being there, unless they clean house, it would be. It would probably be a done deal. Of course, so there's Piojo. Then there is. Uh, 
el bigotón. Porque me ataca. Yeah. And there's, there's la golpe. And, uh... ¡Cállese, carajo! <laughs> He's making America great again, though, so he can't. He can't be that project. Yeah, he can't be bothered. That's true. That's true. He's gonna. He's gonna take him to the quarterfinals of the Liguilla and then crash out, like he always does. <laughs> But Ronnie said he's already seeing changes. He's already seeing the good things. The wall being built for America. That's great. Oh, that's great for. Uh, Look at that what? unmute button. <laughs> After, uh, after seeing the interview he did with the ESPN and then, you know, Jose Ramon and Hugo Sanchez, you know, went after him. They have, they have been dead. See, now we have, we have folks on, the, on the chat. Here's, here, here, here's the thing. I can, I, I expect that from Hugo Sanchez, from Jose Ramon. No, because Jose Ramon, you know, La, you know Jose Ramon should be should have been grateful or should be grateful to La Volta because he gave them access in, in, in the 2006 uh, World Cup qualifying campaign. Unprecedented access. Exactly. So to me, that I think Jose Ramon is being very ungrateful. What a shock. Yeah. Well, you know, it turns out that the, now I don't want people to turn off the, the, the maybe we'll be done before it happens, but... Uh, I know that La Volpe will be on Football Picante tonight because they haven't promoted it heavily. So he will be on Football Picante tonight. But hablar con José Ramón es de lo que es de fútbol. Usted no sabe nada de fútbol. Thank you, John. You're welcome. We do have a couple of folks that are uh, that are listening. Uh, we have a first-time listener tonight. We want to uh, thank uh, Lisette Gobos for 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 listening for the first time. Hopefully, she hasn't turned it off in disgust. Definitely, of course. Uh, we have uh, uh, Kevin Rivera, who uh, is listening. How long did the show start? It's been on for about uh, five, maybe about, I guess, closer to an hour. Uh, so we have uh, just a couple more topics to go, Kevin, but thank you. And, of course, uh, Bill Mendes says he wants Piojo back. Uh, I'm, I've been firmly on the Tuca train for a while, uh, but it's going to be between those three. It's going to be between Piojo, La Volpe. Uh, hopefully they'll have the the good sense to just bring in Tuca and uh, I'm sure the, the Chivisas are, are thinking that Almeida is a, a dark horse. Uh, he wouldn't take it already. It's uh it's, it's uh no, I'm sorry, but he just hasn't done anything. I agree. Done anything. He's, 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 he has Chivas, you know, they're just, they're just now becoming an above average team. And the list that's what the list done. is just narrowed just because of the poor season that 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 that, that the that the other names are are having like Turco. Yeah, what is going on with Monterrey? It's too bad that the uh, that the senator's not on because we would just we would serenade him. It would be it would be great. But uh, not having a good season. It's uh, it's it's you know, and especially for a team that has a payroll as high as you know, it's one of the highest payrolls in the in the world. They can't deliver in Liga and they can't deliver in Conca <clears throat> Champions, much less Liga MX. It's uh, maybe it's time for Pitufo Vanidoso to uh, to move on. Or want him for the national team? Yeah, that's like that, that. He's like he's like kryptonite, right? He's like radioactive. You want him, you want him to you want to stay away from that. Get the can't get Monterrey going. Yeah, but again, my auto, my my uh, my favorite uh, to to replace Osorio when he's as is fired in November is going to be. Uh, I have it for 
for the year and a half for whatever it's going to be uh, to Russia. And uh, he'll come and say, gentlemen, I want to play. Okay, let's uh, just, we're going to play like that. Just be sure to maintain order and let's go out and have some fun. And that's all he'll have to say and they'll go out and do it. Think too much, just. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You make it sound, <laughs> you make it sound really appealing, actually. Hey, I mean, you know, he's <laughs> that was that was the thing that Tuka said. He's like, listen, I was like, I don't have time with these guys. You know, they know how to play. You know, we figured out what what's the best way to do it. Well, I asked them, they agreed. Well, all right, let's go do it. Let's go have fun. That's what they did, and they look good. You, you know, and, and and you know what, John, that's the best thing to do with this group because this is a group that's already played two, three World Cups. Exactly. They, they, I mean, they have chemistry, so, so put them in the position where their chemistry works the best. It's not rocket science. Do you think that, that Osorio would actually have rotaciones if he was a rocket scientist? <laughs> Take different fuels in and out to try, you know, to, you know, whatever it is. I would say no, because if he was that smart, I, I think at some point he, he'd... <clears throat> He'd uh, put the the stats and the, the 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 theory down and just use some common sense. Well, you know, for what he's trying to do, it would have been best if he would have had the team at the start of the cycle, and and he would have had like the Olympic team as well. And then right, and then he has the you know the gold cup where he can he can pull levers all he wants. But yeah, it's a Copa America. You just you just that you don't do that. Yeah, he came right into qualifying, which, which I think that that was like what hurt us. That it's it's such an easy group, you know. And, and as good as he did, an easy group, and, an easy group, and a must win, which is kind of like. No, no, but but see, as much as as people uh, dislike Chepo, he actually did. His team actually he won did better. Eighteen points. Yeah. <laughs> Competition. So I mean that that just kind of tells you what that. That round of qualifying in Concacaf, the level—it's—it's it's not that—it's not that big of a deal if if you. I mean, I went to the—I was at the in Vancouver for the Canada game, and Canada—I swear to God—I mean, they were so inept. I mean, they—they they could not. You know, it's one thing if you're being pressed and you're and you can't string passes together. I mean, Mexico was was standing there, and Panama couldn't string passes together because they just—they just—they had no—they had nothing. It was just a. I mean, they just, they, 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 they had so many unforced errors. I mean, it was, it was, it was, I mean, I felt bad for the Canadians because I mean, there's like, like the team had nothing. It was, uh, do you think we're going to sweat to, full display? do you think we're going to sweat to get to Russia? Oh, absolutely. I oh, I yeah. don't think so. Nailed that. Are you kidding? I really don't think so. You know, and especially when the, when the third or fourth game, well, I, think, I, I think it actually might be against the U.S. when they play that in front of nobody, when they play that in a closed stadium. <laughs> yeah. Do you need to get? Hey, uh, Pancho, yeah, it's, uh, planning a, a big trip. They're planning to take the whole, like a, a package for fans to go to that uh, Azteca game in, in March and then the one versus the U.S. in July or June, whenever it is. Yeah. So if that ends up being a closed stadium, that's going to be disappointing. <laughs> No kidding. No kidding. So uh, <clears throat> that's a good segue. Another topic we wanted to uh, to touch. I was hoping we could uh, talk about the other one, but we don't have a. The senator hasn't joined us yet, so maybe maybe we'll we'll save that to when he when he gets on. And we've already mentioned Avolpe a few times, and we talked about Almeida. So our our, our charms aren't, aren't working as, as well as they normally do. But uh, we do want to jump into the the the. Uh, 
last week about uh, the possibility of Conmebol switching the the calendar for the Libertadores from the uh, calendar they have right now, which is from January to what is it like August, switching it to uh, like a February to November, and the uh, you know of course uh, the the Liga MX teams are having a heart attack because it's going to run into their Conca Champions schedule, which is a tournament that they are uh, contractually obligated to. Uh, send their quote-unquote best teams. Libertadores is uh, is another, I guess it's like another set of rules of as far as which teams go, and it could it, it really puts the uh, participation of the of the Mexican teams in doubt. And I know that, Ronnie, you've, uh, as and everybody has here, have been, have been a big proponent of, of playing this tournament. Uh, you know, Mexico had to go through a lot of uh, hoops just to get there, and, you know, they finally, you know, they finally earned the right, and They've they've performed admirably, I think, in the tournament. And they've had uh, three teams make finals, have plenty of semifinalists. Uh, most of the time, the Mexican teams make it out of the group stage. Not all time, but most most of the time they do. So they've been uh, they've been a, a very uh, viable. And obviously, the TV ratings and the it, it sponsorship goes. money and everything else has increased because of it. So, it what goes. is motivating Conmebol to to make this decision, Ronnie? Uh, I, anybody recall? The way that failed to qualify to the Libertadores. So, another one for the senator. I always want the so, 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 just just a just a little taste. Just, you know, just a little taste here. Just, just, just a little bit, please. There <laughs> we go. Are you yeah, hiding so, from so, somebody, uh, Ronnie? What's that? It just seems like he's uh, It just seems like he's hiding or something. He's speaking in a really like in a hushed tone. Yeah, I'm in school. I'm in the, I'm in the studio. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So that's the uh, you know what 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 is what is possess what is possessing Conmebol to make to consider this? Do, do they not like do they not like the 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 ratings and the and the extra and the extra revenue and the sponsorship? The, the, I mean, what uh, what's the real reason, Joel? You know, I don't think – I think it's part they've, – they've wanted to restructure the cup, you know, just to improve it. Uh, and, and the second, you know, just trying to trying to um, show their, like – you know, like before um, – that matter, lost for words, dude. We used to, before, like, almost kind of beg for them to let us in. I don't know if you guys remember – Right. Yeah, like, no, they'd say, well, to, you have to, you have to, to play to, a playoff against the Venezuela winner. Yeah, or believe. Yeah, we had to. We had to go through all these hoops, and now we don't have to. It's like they, they hey, kind of have. Hey, John, I actually have a theory as to why the change, and it has, yeah. and it has to do, and it has to do with the uh, the shit that went down uh, last last year with the with the uh, FIFA. Ah. Uh, well, These fools were happy probably with the money right. that they were getting. Uh, they were probably happy with the money that they were getting. And they were probably yeah, happy that, with uh, the money that no one knew that they were getting. Exactly. <laughs> so now so now they're going to have to get creative. You know? They're going to have to figure out new ways to discretionary uh, income. And, and I'm still – That's still a very valid point. I mean I'm sure that there's probably a contract that's, that, that's ending – Mm-hmm. And it, it, so, and, and then this is the other thing, you know, they haven't, they haven't actually announced it that they're, they're just, they've announced that they're thinking about it. So they're mm-hmm. obviously negotiating with somebody. 
you don't do these things unless unless you're trying to leverage something. What is it that they're leveraging? Are they trying to leverage more money out of publishing partners in North America, or are they trying to get a, a different sponsor? Well, they're trying to do something. Well, you're right because look, if one thing, the Copa America in the United States see, it was it was very profitable. You know, sooner or rather, they, I think I think it's going to happen soon. I, you know, maybe in, in the next five to ten years. But I, I think that eventually it's going to go to the to the point where uh, the money that the U.S. like MLS is starting to 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 generate, and for the longest time, I think the only team that was making any money was the Galaxy. You know, um, music, please. Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> No, on a different screen. Ron, Ron, you 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 remember the the whole deal with um, Banco Santander? Yes, when, yes. In fact, when... that was actually the first time. That was the first time where a sponsor basically made it made it known publicly, saying, "You know what? If the Mexican teams are not in it, we're not interested." I mean, that was that was kind of huge. You know, it's like you know they wanted they wanted. In fact, they're the ones that wanted you know Mexico with three spots. You know, at least two guaranteed, but they gave them three spots. I just I just think I just think that these, you know, as much as we criticize the, the you know the 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 head honchos in, in the league, you know, with a lot of these, you know. You know what we used to call them, Nubertos. You know the the fanboys that you know just you know would rather watch European and care more about the three Europeos. They don't know what it was like, at least for us in my generation, of watching Mexican teams play the Libertadores. I mean, like for me, it was a godsend to find Rita's pool house in Mexico. <laughs> you know, on that old PSN channel, that certain you know closed circuit channel. And able to watch America play, you know, River Plate in 1998 in Boca Juniors. I mean, you you had to basically, at least for us, you know, here in the United States, dude, we had to go to these shitty bars, limb, to go watch these, you know, to watch the play, dude. And I and and then take it for granted. They take it. They really take it for granted. Well, well, Ronnie, we we honor we honor your sacrifice. Now, by it is, it was by, by watching you've, you been, you've been there, you've been there. <laughs> I have been, you've been to that bar. Scared, I, I was scared because I was, I was the only white guy in there. Was, uh... <laughs> you were gonna say that? <laughs> no, that's not true. Actually, I was fine. I, I, I actually, there was it was me and there was another, uh, actually, uh, it was, I mean, I actually had a really good time. I mean, the, the, those guys were hilarious. I mean, it was, it was very entertaining. Uh, I had more fun watching. The people watch the I think it was Guatemala watch uh, watch their games and it was actually watching my it was because they were just I mean they, you know as any crowd they were just they were just incredible and they actually had a chance to call I remember talking to some guy he's like man all we have to do is be Trinidad if we can be Trinidad then we're gonna make it because that was in Panama was was, was yeah. they were really 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 bad they're like you know well, and all we have to because because then we'll play like some Asian team says we're gonna make the they were usually like practically crying that they thought they we're gonna make the World Cup and then no. Mexico <laughs> did uh, Trinidad a favor. And bumped yeah. them out. No, the reason I say you, you know you had to, you know, sacrifice in there because, you know, back back then, you know, Mexican fans that we could watch, we could watch, you know, uh, Mexican league. You know, yeah, but I mean, all you could watch were just a couple of games. You know, well, yeah, have, yeah, because at, at that time they didn't have like that. Now. 
Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have Telefutura, but they did have Televisión and they did have uh, Univision and they had Telemundo. So you could watch the vast majority of the leagues, you know, without, you know, having to go watch a pay-per-view event. But back then, you had to find a you had to find a bar and 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 unfortunately back then and that bar was kind of rough because you being a Mexican <laughs> fan dude jesus you i mean you you had to hold you had to contain your celebrations or you're going to get your ass Ron, Ron, i knew yeah. people that would buy the um they would buy the, the big parabolicas the the gigantic yeah. the gigantic satellites to get to get the mexico feed and uh you know Wait, true story, man. I actually bought one, and uh, dude, everything switched to uh, to digital, digital satellite. <laughs> I, I, dude, I had it for like a year, man. All I got was Caballeros del Zodiaco. Do not regret. But still, it, it remind me of my dad with his with his home selling abilities. He's like the only person in America that that buys high and sells low. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I've I've always said, you know, at least in in, in my lifetime. Barcelona of, of the Rick, you know, the Frank Richard and, and Pep Guardiola, uh, the 94-95 Ajax team, and the 2000-2001-2002 Boca Juniors of Bianchi, best team I've ever seen play, dude. And like, you know, when, you know, when we, you know, when I was watching the Mexican teams play the Libertadores back in like 98, 99, 2000, 2001, one, and like. Yeah. You know, Bianchi, Bianchi's uh, team wasn't that spectacular, but no, but their matches I hate, were. I hated them. But, I hated but their them. matches were intense, and uh, yeah, they used to, I hate. Yeah, <laughs> they used to say yeah, that. What made them that, so good is, is that they were so clutch. I mean, that, that that's what I remember about that team is they just good goalkeeping. When they, they had won. to have it, they would get it. It just drive you crazy, like. And, and and they won a lot of penalty kick uh, shootouts. Uh, so in Argentina, they would say that Bianchi had a God's cell number. So you call him like last minute. Mm-hmm. To help him make the miracle. The senators, well, maybe he's 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 busy having a conversation with, hey, with you, God. You, John, you were saying about you were watching the game, which which just remembered something. Um, Chiki's posted, but you were saying you were watching the the Chapines game, and that's when Mexico threw the game against Trinidad. No, 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 no. Luckily, it wasn't that game. I think I think I would have been I would have been drawn and quartered had I had I been there. No, this was. It was it was uh, earlier it, during qualifying. I think they were actually playing the U.S. That was the game that was on. Oh. But but they were convinced hey, John, because I think they could, that they could beat. Uh, wait, they knew they weren't going to beat the U.S. or Costa Rica. <laughs> but they could get the fourth player. No, no, because the, the the one thing La Volpe recently did admit that he had to. They made him take an alternative group against Trinidad. I don't know if you guys ever saw that interview. Not only that, but the winning goal was so was so so far offside. It was it was terrible. I mean, terrible. It was like the what, dude was like what, a, like a good five to ten feet offside, and they still gave it to him. I, I think Cheekies was a dude that had posted like a video. I don't know if you guys saw it, and it was on uh, when the U.S. qualified to the World Cup, and it's their game against Trinidad, and it's it's linked to when Jack Warner and and they show a clear penalty for Trinidad's favor. In their own stadium, dude, it doesn't get called. And it's basically I posted, like, I, I, I posted well, that. Was you? I posted that. Yeah. I, <laughs> Why I, was you then? I, I thought it was Chiquis. Oh, that's right. They said that, that the Trinidad Chiquis. had actually fixed that game. So Chiquis that the US watches other men roll around on the ground. Chiquis. That's true. In loincloths. He's busy, is busy looking at Alan Pulido's Instagram accounts. Well, it, wasn't a, it wasn't an offsides call, just like the one that America got. 
But uh, yeah, but anyway, so the Chapinis, uh, this one guy, he was, he was, he was a really nice guy. He was just like, man, I mean, just you know, practically crying because they were going to make the World Cup finally. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, you know, uh, Trinidad beats Mexico in Trinidad and knocks the knocks the poor Chapinis out of the out of the running. And, and there's no guarantee they would have beaten uh, Bahrain, who uh, ended up uh, playing Trinidad. Of course, you know, Trinidad won. I I remember uh, I remember watching. One of the times when Mexico was playing, and I ended up going to that bar. That that uh, the six fingered man that played for uh, Guatemala. Six fingered man. Yeah, Juan, uh, his last name is Plata. Father. Now you know, it's like compared to the. Oh, like uh, Inigo Montoya. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? I, I remember. Uh, uh, one of my buddies, you know, one of the you know Gringo, he actually went to the to the bar with me to watch it, because uh, you know cheap you know cheap booze, and I just remember he made the com- he made the comment about you know uh, Juan Carlos Plata's finger, and, and I was like shit, dude, they're gonna fuck him up, <laughs> you know. Remember that, you know, when you said Guatemala. Well, is is is, is having six fingers? Is that like is is that what what Chapin means? Hombre con 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 seis dedos? Is that Nah, I'm just, just you know, you know, Guatemala, you know, Guatemala, they kind of laugh, you know, the the team. Cause it, it's funny because Guatemala, their their league for the longest time was the highest paying league in Central America, but yet they're the only, I think, they're the only between them and Belize and Panama, they're the only teams that you know haven't gone to the World Cup from Central America. And then, and and uh, Carlos Ruiz was still playing for them. Oh, and then in this in the this group qual, he was like in his mid fifties. Dude, you have so many, you know. What, I mean, like, and, like, and, like, like, you know what? It's, it's this is how sad it's going to get for Mexico. Like, people are going to start calling Rafa Marquez the the pescadito Ruiz of Mexico because he's still playing on the national. Oh. <laughs> well, back then, back then, the, the back back then the the Chapinas were like were like really pumping up pescadito Ruiz because because he made you know he was making it in MLS and 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 players like Carlos Hermosillo and Carlos like Luis Hernandez you know didn't really make it Actually, they had that mentality of oh, you know Pescadito Ruiz he's just a better player it's like no it's because Luis Hernandez and Carlos Hermosillo didn't really give a shit when they went to the MLS you know this is true but uh, but you're right Ronnie it wasn't it wasn't just those games i mean it was you know, the Euro was on pay-per-view. Uh, the Eurocopa was on pay-per-view back then. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only games that occasionally you'd get a Champions League game, but it was always on tape delay. So, yeah, I mean, for the fact that we have, uh, as we do, it's, uh, it, it, is, it is a lot of fun, to, especially when, the, you know, like, like for me, that I has a TV in my office, I can, you know, when the games are on midweek. Uh, like just like was it last week or two weeks ago? There was like league game, like worldwide league games on, so there was like games on from like nine o'clock in the morning all the way to midnight. It was uh, it was fantastic, but it didn't always used to be like that. No, and it's, and it's funny because I, I'm not an I'm not an NCAA you know basketball fan, but I've always told I've always told my friends you know the ones that you know aren't into soccer, I've always told them forget you know forget Europe. I said you really want to watch attractive soccer, watch the Libertadores. I've always told them that. I said because you're basically it's like you're seeing you're seeing the you know the March Madness before they go pro, you know quote unquote. And I said because I think as far as for you know because really the Champions League is really 
once it starts getting into the knockout stages, that's really when it's, it gets you know interesting and fun. Says no, as opposed to you know you know the Libertadores, especially in that era when the Mexican teams. Well, you don't like seeing Real Madrid play teams in Cyprus. <laughs> uh, you know what? It doesn't do anything for me. No, because of the parody. You know, and uh, I understand. I just think that uh, it's it's a mistake. In fact, I was reading you know earlier today. Uh, Ronnie's rant. Ronnie's rant. <laughs> Liga, Liga I MX president. Don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> Liga, Liga, Liga MX uh, president is talking that they may send the under twenties, uh, under you know like you, you know youth players to the that, Libertadores. That would actually be a good thing. <laughs> well, I was thinking, well, shit, you know, maybe that that'll ha- that'll be good because of what happened with like the Olympics, you know. You know, we send the under you know, youth team, and the next thing you know, they become you know Olympic champions, team level. But I, I just think it's a huge, huge mistake. Uh, you know, honestly, we, now, we, when we they have different day, uh, you know, they play on the same date. But there's no reason why. I mean, frankly, like you know, if it's a Conca Champions, yeah, if you're in the knockouts, I get it. But I mean, in in April, right? So you'll still be able to play Libertadores. So it's like it's it's like they're make they're almost and again I don't and I and I honestly believe that I don't I don't know if they're going to be making those kinds of changes. I think that this is just that they're just they're trying to leverage it is, but they're negotiating about something and they're probably because they they cannot afford, nor would they want to, not have those that 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 <laughs> revenue stream. It's just it's, it's just it's just bad for business. You, you're and right. One thing that we can all agree on about South American. Uh, directivos is that they really like money yeah. and, and officially and well, like get it extra officially yeah well just keep put this in perspective to put this in perspective john uruguay's got a population of three million population austin of has a population million. of three million yeah so th- th- exactly that's what the, you know my point is you're basically going to let go you're going to you know let go of the, uh, the you know the, the hispanics in the in the U.S. and not to mention the 120 Mexican, you know, a million Mexicans in Mexico. That is, it's stupid. But yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I, in in a, in a way, I can't I cannot blame these. I can't blame these um, because for the most part, these damn new fans, these plastic fans, that all you know, it's like oh, I mean, they have their Real Madrid jerseys, they have their you know Bayern Leverkusen jerseys and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, you don't know what the hell you're missing, dude, with the Libertadores. I mean, those games, it's a fun tournament. Yeah. No, there's no question. I, I like watching the games. Well, yeah. And yeah, the good thing about them is that they come on like at three and four o'clock in the afternoon because of the time difference. So it's 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 nice. You don't ruin your day. No, but you know yeah. what happens? It's, yes, it's, it's it's cultural, man. Mexico fans, we don't care about it. We we we're we're pretty complacent, man. Liga MX got rid of a lot of tournaments like Copa MX and Supercopa for a lot of years, and we didn't bat an eye. The the production of it though needs, needs work. Now you know now well, they're bringing it back to, to make it more appealing. And, and you know what? And and Hoyle, you remember this? I mean, just to get into the tournament tournament was a bitch for for, for Mexico. I mean, you had there were so many backdoor deals that, that that you know. In fact, it wasn't even the Mexican Federation that did it. It was promoters. Yeah. That, that, but once once the Mexican teams got in, you know, once they got in. I mean, the amount of hula hoops and and uh, home field advantages or disadvantages 
I mean, they would they would they would literally try to screw with the Mexican teams. You know, from from the stadiums, from logistics to this to that. And it's like even when we were there, it's like we were still getting screwed over with with the officials. With uh, like remember with Santos and their and their whole stadium. Sometimes uh, they turn uh, hot water at the hotels. Yeah, shit like that, and it's like. Well, you know, speaking of advantages, one of the cambios they did do is um, Mexican teams can now play the final at home. Yeah, yeah. So they did throw us. They did give us that in their new changes. They 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 threw Mexico a little bone. All right. So again, (laughs) no, I think I think it's a big one, John, because we reached the final twice, three times, and uh, three times, three times. That's that's a good point by Ronnie, but. Three, three times with with a... because I think Chivas Cruz Azul and Chivas Cruz Azul and and Tigres Tigres. Oh, that's right, that's right. I was forgetting about Tigres. Tigres really yeah, dropped the ball. Been. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, three times and uh, three times. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but hey, that's that's three finals that they reached. Three finals that they used uh, that they reached in in, uh, in Libertadores. Three finals that they reached in uh, Sudamericana. Going to finals in the South America, that that tournament was fun too. Yeah, no, they they were doing the stats because they wanted to get rid of uh, home and home. They wanted to do a neutral single venue, and they were saying how about seventy five percent of the time, uh, the the team that closest at home wins. You know, it wouldn't surprise me, uh, and we'll uh, put a button on this topic here uh, if. Copa America was the, at least the financial success. Having it here in the states, that that they have a tournament. If we see how the next uh, Eurocopa is going to, because the next Eurocopa is going to be, uh, it's not played in one country. It's played in a lot. Of, I mean, they're playing in, they're playing in cities instead of countries, so they're playing in a lot of countries, and they're going to have the final at Wembley. Interesting what, to see how that this, turns what, out. Because it's not in one country. They're playing it in like like ten or eleven countries. They're playing it in I, cities. I, I, wasn't it? Oh really? It's not going to be. Uh... Yeah, they're 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 spreading. Yeah, they're spread they're spreading it to different countries. They they want to play in stadiums and cities, like Milan. Is that, is and it, is that official? Paris and. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Hey, one thing on the Copa Libertadores, though, like Ron was saying, I think I think a lot of it has to do, or some of it, not taking into account finances, but a lot of it has to do with South America doesn't want Colmebol or Mexico coming into their tournament coming from Concachafa and even contending or thinking about getting a title because that would be a humiliation for the South American. Yeah, but you know what? I think that they can, they can, they, they can, they've gotten over that. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, again, they, 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 they really they like money. They, they've yeah, gone they, over that. And keep, money, but they won't, they won't hey, be bad and, and be like, oh, let's kick, or Mexico gets kicked out because of the scheduling. Yeah, but, but Chiquis, Mexico is, has been overall more consistent than the majority of of South Americans uh country so not disrespect to Ecuador but if they're winning a you know you should be if, if you're in if you're in Conmebol you should be more ashamed that an Ecuadorian team won the Libertadores than a Mexican team cuz yeah. cuz Mexican it, teams get get a lot of their best players yeah and uh, you know and also one thing but the, about about that the, a lot of the old guard they were arrested you know the Grondona, he passed away. So there's there's a shift in power, and you know it's going to get interesting what's going to happen in South America, you know, and a lot of the federations. Um, 
Yeah, I mean they're they're negotiating I, right now. They're they're trying to figure it out. They'll so I mean that that's they'll get obviously, paid. Obviously, yeah, they wouldn't I'm, have I'm, to worry about that. Obviously, I'm speculating, but it, to me, it's not a. I don't think it's a coincidence that you know a year after, you know the found by the FBI <laughs> that you know they're, that they're trying to get creative now. They're trying to make money. That's why um, it's funny they mentioned that. I was listening to another show and <clears throat> they mentioned how I guess there's a theory or a thought that maybe Connable is desperate to hold on to to some of that power and that where some of the teams are thinking about walking and starting their own thing because I guess they're not really benefiting from from the Libertadores as much as Connable as a whole is. If that makes any sense. Well, you know, the Gomerwald, they've lost a lot of power over the years, whereas, whereas you know, China, or not China, um, Asia and, you know, the AFC and, 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 and the, what do you call it, the, the African, where they've picked up a lot of power too. Because, I mean, obviously, they have a shitload of votes in confederations. Where, you know, South America only has 10. That that eventually, for I think eventually to combat you know to combat those other federations, I think the Americas are going to have to stick together. Well, I think that's inevitably what's going to happen. I think um, they, yeah. they South America wants Mexico and American money. Well, the only way they have that is if they start creating something that'll that'll include all those teams. See, I, I would, but this is how I would do it. I would join the Americas, but keep the keep the Caribeños out. Exactly, and then the Caribeños. No, you're absolutely right because there, there's 30 Caribeños, and 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 it's actually better for them because then they would at least have a chance to for for a World Cup spot because they could play Oce, you know the, the Oceania, they have a playoffs in Oceania, and uh, and, and the, frankly, they have a much better chance of making the uh, making the World Cup that way than they would going through Concacaf. I've always said that the, what the, Car- the Caribbean needs to do, you know, as a whole, is they need to have just one league. Because I mean, D- Dominica, that that team that Mexico played back in the 2006 World Cup qualifier, where they, where they I, played. I, in San I went to that game in, in San. I was there. They scored ten goals. Yeah. You, you, well, you know, to put things in perspective, that whole country has a population of sixty thousand. Azteca holds a hundred. The Alamo Dome not... held more people than 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 that than the population. Five goals, didn't <laughs> Hey, yeah. in the chat, so, on the chat. Hey. So, yeah, oh, we have we have we have chatter on the chat. Yeah, the, um, she, uh, Lisa Cobos has a, a comment. Enrique Bonilla said that Mexican clubs will have to send U twenties to Libertadores. Yeah. So that's even that's even backs up my my statement. They don't want no Mexican team winning, forcing forcing. No, 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 no. Bonilla, they don't have to send U twenty teams. They don't have to send U twenty teams. They, I mean. Oh, so the only time they're going to have a conflict is if, is if one team is playing Conca Champions, they're playing Libertad. That's the only, and then at that point, they might have to send an alternate squad. But that's it. They they can play the tournaments without any problem. Monterrey and Tigres already does that. So, but but Chiquis Bonilla is a Liga MX president. Yeah. Well, they need so, the Conca Champions, man. I'd rather see. Right. Yeah, so catch see, it, see now, that, that to me is is just he's just hitting the tennis ball across and oh you guys want to play this 
or, or what is it, February through November? Well, if that's the case, then we're going to have to send you 20. So, boom, there goes the tennis ball to there. And but, they go, but John, oh, what if you send you 20? Then we're not going to get the same ratings we would get if you send the real team. So, I'm saying this is all, this is the, it's all posturing. It's all a negotiation. This yes, is, John. John, to put things into perspective, the guy speaking has been Bonilla, uh, Liga MF president, which pretty much is just a made up title. We all know who controls the league. So until we hear from well, the higher ups, until well, we hear yeah, from he Televisa, what happened? The president of the of the uh, second division, uh, Central. Uh, yeah, and uh, so, but uh, you're right. You know, he's he's just he's like the commissioner. I mean, he, he's at the orders of uh, the eighteen. You know, uh, league of the owners, right? So I mean, he, he he's like the Pete. Go- he's uh, what's what's the name? Uh, uh, Godell, whatever. Roger Goodell. But with no yeah. power. That's the difference. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, wrapping up the show here, uh, but before we got on, and again, we were hoping to uh, discuss the uh, – the, well, I guess we'll have to do it next week when uh, when the senator gets back. I will talk. We'll have a full in-depth rehashing for the thousandth time of, 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 the, of the puto chant, but we'll get into that later. But uh, what hopefully, we will do uh, is uh, – Hopefully uh, if the senator's uh, ankle break comes off. That's right. That's right. And his uh, – his, 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 oh, he can... <laughs> I think he's only allowed to access the internet from, 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 from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So regardless. Uh, but before we got on, we thought that we were discussing uh, certain players, and I thought it would be a really good topic, and I don't want to, like, like put people in the thing or, or anything like that. But I've always thought it was interesting to see how, you know, how certain guys' careers played out. And then they ended up, uh, you know, showing a whole bunch of promise, you know, you know, they didn't make it to the national team, et cetera. But for one reason or another, it just, you know, things don't necessarily work out for them on the, you know, let's just say on the national team, you know, even if, if they played on there for a while. Uh, guys, whether it was injury or just, they, or just you know, they sip up a sleeve or whatever it was, uh, you know, who, who, who would you consider uh, – I don't want to call them disappointments, but I'll use the word disappointment. You know, players that, that just, you, you know, you, you thought were going to be just terrific and then just didn't happen for them for whatever. There were a couple of guys that came to mind immediately where one was, was David Patino, who I thought was just absolutely terrific. Just uh, those qualifiers back in 93, 94, uh, when they would play at the Azteca and the place was just buzzing. He, I don't know if you guys remember that or not, if you're, if you're, if you're old enough or not, but he was... I mean, he was Mr. Everything on that team. I mean, he, he, he controlled that team so well. And then he has a terrible, I can't remember if it was an ankle or knee injury. It was never the same since. And he just, you know, it just was not the same player, obviously, after that. Uh, uh, so that was one. The other one was Jim Lozano. So th- those are my two. Ronnie, Ronnie who, do, who do you have as players that you're like, oh, man, if this guy would have just fulfilled his potential, he would have been terrific. You know, a lot of the players that were on the 1999 Winnipeg team, uh, you know, Chuy Mendoza, Cesarino, Victorino, Pumas, what's his name, Gonzalez, uh, what's his name, uh, Golazo against Argentina, what's his name, uh, yeah, yeah, Luisito uh, Gonzalez, I think, but you know what I'm talking about, right, small, small guy, yeah, um, uh, wait, uh, you're talking about Loco Garcia, from no, Atlas? No, not him, it was, no, he was from Pumas, he was Pumas, uh, last name Gonzalez. I think I think it's like Gonzo Gonzalez. I think that's what they called him. Uh, that name sounds name, I don't remember. Gonzo, Gonzo Pineda. 
No, no, not him, not him, not him. No, I do remember Gonzo. Uh, no, they had a guy, uh, I don't know if you remember, Chiquis, the Surdo, was it Surdo Morales? Who was just, just every time, you know, when he was healthy, was outstanding, and then he'd, like, break his ankles, and then he would never play again. It's like, oh. Anyway, I'm sorry. So, so those are the guys, Ronnie, the 1919. Well, well, yeah, Diego Martinez. Uh, to me, Lucho Perez, I thought he was just a uh, – or another guy that I thought was just a really damn good club player, but just for the national team, he always sucked. Was a, and he was a consentido of La Volpe, uh, Israel Lopez. Uh, he always – him and Cuauhtémoc Blanco always used to go at it and – Cuauhtémoc uh, always used to call him El, el Man, de Dos Metas. Volpe had a, had a bunch of ones. He had him and Jerry Galindo and... and uh, yeah. Nice uh, uh, kicker. What's the guy from Santos, the penalty kick guy? Piti. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Well, him too, but uh, the El Chapo. Is that it? El Chapo Montes. No, the guy who always takes penalty kicks for Santos. Dan, help me out. Yeah, that's him. Um, he was a he was a Chivas guy, wasn't he? Well, yeah, Santos now. It's like it was like the the Chapo Sanchez. I can't remember what the guy's name was. <laughs> yeah, that guy is Nado Medina. The, the guy I know, the guy that I thought was, was going to be a badass on the national team was uh, Paco Torres. When and obviously he's had a pretty good career as a journeyman, but I thought he. I, Thought he was destined for greatness on the national team. Great, Leandro Augusto. Leandro well, Augusto. Know, they should have naturalized him earlier. I know. Awesome. I know who uh, who uh, Joel's gonna say. Who, he's gonna <laughs> say Roberto Nurse and uh, Eduardo <laughs> Vincella. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going, Ron. I know where you're going with this. Where, where am I going? Where am I going? Roberto oh, I I'd rather not. No. You know who are who are my ticks. <laughs> Piti Altamirano, who actually had a short stint in Europe in Serie A. Uh, he, he could have been the Layun from back then. And uh, yeah, Juan Pablo Loco Garcia, he had that one good season with uh, when uh, Atlas had that Brazilian Robert. And uh-huh. uh, they, were, they would just destroy teams. And he had a falling out with Atlas because they. You know, he wanted his contract. Very similar to Pulido. Kind of similar. But he came to he came to MLS and he was with Chivas USA. And I was covering the team at the time. And uh, so I remember one day the, the press officer tells us there's a scout from PSV. And, uh, and dude, he had the worst game ever, man. Uh, just the, the worst. Nothing, nothing could come out right. And... Uh, the coach, the coach was uh, Bradley. Coach was actually Bob Bradley, and he, you know Juan he, Pablo Rodriguez. Sorry, so that was the guy's name. Yeah, La Volpe Consentido. Well, speaking, of, you know, you know who was another. Wait, wait, I'm not done with my story. What? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so the dude, he he had like, the worst, the worst game ever at the worst time, and uh, I remember when when they're subbing him out because the coach. Held on to him a lot longer, you know. And he basically gave that the gesture to to Bradley, dude, the the hand gesture, the the, the you know the Mother's fingers, Day. Bent. I don't know the, the kind of like throw your hand up. The it's like kind of reminder for Mother's I hope, Day. I hope your mother has chingles. That one. That one, dude. 
And I was like, oh, man, this dude just, whatever chance he had, he just ruined it right there, man. Yeah, I, I remember uh, him, too. Uh, and he, he went uh, he went somewhere. Didn't he go to Tigres or something after that? Yeah, yeah, but he never made the team. And he, he ended up like in, he's somewhere in Liga de Ascenso, so I don't know what happened to him. But he's, he's, he's uh, on the chat. We had and it uh, was Chato mentioned uh, John Chato. Thank you, Chato. Oh, that was close. Uh, someone on the yeah, chat he, mentioned Chato Enriquez, and frankly, I think he's abs- uh, That's a uh, Bill uh, Bill Men who mentioned that. He's right, man. Chaton, you know that leadership void you were talking about, Dan. Uh, it would be if, if Chaton would have fulfilled his his destiny, the role that, that that they had for him. He would be the you know if he would have he'd, he'd be the national team captain right now. Yeah, but you know, easily. I, I think uh, weren't you following him too on Instagram, uh, Beto? He was he was a bit of a spiffy guy, wasn't he? <laughs> well, you know, Chaton. Every time he lets his hair grow. He has problems. He just needs to just play, you know, just be bald and proud. Be bald and proud. Dan, who's who's no. who? Well, what, what player do you uh, do you think of? Like, oh man, I, this guy. I, I got another player, John. I got another player, John. Oh yeah, wait, one more player. Go ahead. Uh, not not uh, from uh, Chivas, uh, Nava. Jesus Nava. Yeah, no, uh, no, Alejandro Nava. Chivas. I remember she was was hyping him up a lot because of the whole '99 you know generation. And uh, he, uh, he, uh, what do you call it? He, he basically, he, it was Nava. He was supposed to be, she was his uh, forward. And then out of nowhere came this uh, lazy guy. What's the name of what Rebel? He came in and. Why are you gonna be mean with a, with a lazy eye? He, he he could be Mr. Chiba with a lazy eye. Man, you're going way back, Ronnie. You, you is that even possible? Memory. Is that even possible? Huh? <laughs> hey, I, I heard. Uh, but hey, Dan. But his eye his eye collects unemployment though. <laughs> <laughs> but only only six it's months at a time. Then you got then you got to reapply. You got to reapply after those six months. Yeah. No, but Dan, is there any no. is there any player that you, that you think of, Dan, that uh, that has Wondering, whoa, what if? What if? Uh, no, not really. I, I guess the uh, players that I thought that probably would have um, made it to, would have been part of the national team would have been um, Araujo and also Chaton. Or yeah, Chaton, he, he would have. Hold on, hold on. I got a, I got a couple other ones. Uh, the dude, <laughs> who, the, the dude that played for Morelia, he was the only professional player. When the other under seventeen won the World Cup, what's his Ever, name? Ever Guzman. Yeah, Ever, oh, Ever, Ever Guzman. Guzman. Ever and, Landin uh, also. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Villaluz also just, but only because he, uh, but you know, he just had that awful concussion and just was never, never the same. How about El Cata? He's still playing around. Yeah, he's he actually got, he got pretty. Up. Yeah, yeah. My main main guy would be Enado Medina. That dude was fast. He had good ball control. Do you know what, Chiquis? I was actually in Mexico when he uh, when he got injured. He was playing against Irapuato, and uh, and the dude did a taponazo, man. He he came to hit the he came to hit the ball like really hard, and the dude just planted his leg firm and. Okay. 
You know, the sad thing about Mediniaz for me is, is that he finally, in the lead up to South Africa, starts playing well and he's scoring, scoring goals even. This guy could be a real be interesting because you know we always you know we always knew what he could do, and then he didn't play a minute in the World Cup. It's like uh, yet another one of uh, of <laughs> Vasco's baffling decisions. Like the one guy well, who's playing well and you don't play him. Another well, one that failed to live up to their expectations, and from both and both of them from with America, uh, El Mori Mosqueda. Yeah, absolutely. the year he won, he won, he won Rookie of the Year. I mean, the guy. I mean, he was a hell of a gambetero, dude. He was phenomenal with the ball. He made people look. He could score from anywhere. He was really talented. Pinarellano as, as well, dude. He Pinarellano was actually rated higher than Chicharo, and and they uh-huh. came out at the same time. And everyone was they, they took a lot of these videos. You beat me to it. I was about you to mention them. You know right. what? They they took down some videos on YouTube. But the Mexican Messi. Yeah, they used to have comparison Messi and Yano videos. <laughs> But you know what? He after Mexico won the Gold Cup in 2011, and they, and they played uh, the U.S. again in Philadelphia in August. It was it was uh, uh, Jurgen's first game, and I don't know what he did to himself, but 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 in the in the crease, the I'll just say the 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 uh, the instep of his shorts was a very unnatural color. It wasn't sweat. Oh, he was never the same after that. Never the same. Did he play with a boner? I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure what happened. I'm sorry. Did he play with a boner? <laughs> no, I think he's talking about. Skin he, was, he was. He was playing with white shorts, and uh, oh. it looked like he sat on a plate of nachos. I'll just leave it at that. Oh. Um, Nacho Supreme with the, with the exactly. Carne and... He was. He was never the same after that. Poor. Uh, poor Adriano. Quack. Did it. Well, you know, I'll mention, hey. I mean, I mentioned Jimmy, Jimmy Lozano to me was a guy, especially in that 0405 where he was just, you know, I thought he was going to be, a, a, you know, a guy to a force me reckon, you know, for, for years, for years to come. And you remember I, I thought, that he was playing he was... the Dominicas of the world and, you know, although he had a great game against Costa Rica too. I was about to mention that. I mean, he, he, he won basically the, the, the Costa Rica game. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, and then he just he had a bad Confederations Cup, and he he couldn't recover. And he was, remember but, when La Volpe said, instead of announcing twenty three, does that awful thing where he announced twenty six? He's like, well, three guys are gonna have to get. It's like, man, why would you do that to anybody? <laughs> and he and did it, and, and and it's it's so terrible. It's it's like it was like that's just I, I can't I can't fathom. It's just, it's just you know. I got another one, a great a great one, probably greater, almost as great as Coltemoc. Uh, and uh, it's sort of on the Libertadores uh, topic as well. Ojo Bautista, for what he did in, uh, against... No, but he, he did good at the club level. He just didn't do good at... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about for the national team. He could have been he great. Had, he had a decent uh, Copa America in like but, 04. But hey, but hey, yes, that's true. But in his defense, when he was in his prime, a certain coach didn't call him. Yeah, that's a whole four years, and, man. Yeah, so... In his defense, he they did not they they did not call him when he should have been there. Did call him? I mean, before. I remember, and this is going back to the Libertadores thing. I remember, I remember watching the at this point the uh, the uh, Libertadores was already on Fox. I was watching the game with um, you know you know Chivas was playing and and the announcers, the announcers, uh, the South American announcers were saying. 
We're talking about Bofo and saying, man, Mexico doesn't deserve a player like that. And that, you know, because, you know, Bofo, we all know that the, that the 10, the 10 position, you know, the classic 10 is a dying breed because managers don't want to rely on a player anymore. Number 10, like Maradona type of player where, all right, do your, your magic. Now, now they want to rely on systems and, and this and this and that. In the last 20 years, Mexico really has only had two players that have been able, that can do that. There's no other player, you know, foreign or Mexican born that could do what they could do like that. And that, and that tip in the, in the, in the traditional 10, you know, you know, tactic. And I, I mean, you know, Bofa was awesome. I mean, he showed glimpses of greatness for like two, three seasons. Well, he he breached the, pretty much every team he was in. He would he would make them contenders, and he, and he played with he played finals with yeah, but he, with Tecos. He, he played, did get called up. He played from, finals from with Morelia. He won with Pachuca. He won with Chivas. He made he made Jaguares into a, a dangerous team, man. Joel, when 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 Bofo when Bofo scored in Toluca, did uh, did you have a visceral reaction? I had a visceral reaction then, and I'm not a Chivas fan. <laughs> Oh, no, no, but, <laughs> no, but uh, again, you, you should be forever indebted to to to, to Bofo Joel for no for, man, for, I, I am. He was I, part I, of that. And, and Vergara, no, that, he was called up by Vergara la Volta because he was called up by that game in San Antonio against Dominica, he scored like three or four goals. Copa America, uh, the one that uh, La Volpe got bounced by. By Brazil four zero in the quarterfinals, so it wasn't it wasn't as if he wasn't being called up. He just wasn't called up for for the tournament that actually mattered the most, which is the World Cup. Go figure. Uh-huh. But I have to I have to admit, as far as Bofo goes, other people will always say, you know, why was he on the team in South Africa? I, I thought what 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 Aguirre did to put Bofo on the field against Argentina, I thought actually was, you know, at, at least you know he said, you know, you've you've you you you've played really well against the Argentine teams your entire career. So why not? I, I had I, I never had a problem with that decision. Did it work out? No, but it, that wasn't the reason they lost the game. But you know, what, you know what? And keep also keep in mind that the first goal that Argentina scored was 10, 10, 10, 10 feet off sides, and that really affected the. After that, that really affected. And honestly, obviously, Mexico needed to improve. The head game of as to not you know get rattles of those damn mistakes, but you know FIFA really fucked up because I was there. I mean I was sitting. And then they showed the replay on the big screen, which they exactly almost in never the stadium, did. in the stadium, which <laughs> <laughs> idiots. I mean they were playing, they were showing the replays on the big screen. They showed that dude the the fans were just just they went. I guarantee you, that would have been Argentina. That would have happened too, and they shouldn't do the replay. Argentina would have refused to play. They would have refused to I continue was, playing until they took I, the goal off. I, I was in Leipzig when Mexico got el- eliminated in Argentina against Argentina in 2006. And believe it or not, at the end of the game, that I recall, I don't recall seeing any fights. And I, uh, I remember a lot of our, you know, Argentines, dude. They were just, they were so happy that they won the game, and they couldn't believe how good Mexico played. But in the 2010, when when I was in Soccer City and over there in Johannesburg. And when after the game, I was watching fights all over the uh, the stadium, and I think it was just the frustration 
that a lot of the Mexico fans felt because they just they got screwed over. I mean, at least on two plays. Uh, it was just, you know, it was it was a different, you know, uh, you know. I think Mexico, Mexico fans are What's that? What? what? Really, jarred something loose, Tiger. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah. So I've never, I never really had an issue with that. That was, uh, you know. And people say, well, he took Jonas by what well, he did, but they played different positions. So explain to me how Buffalo took uh, Jonathan's spot. Yo, jo, uh, Jonathan was spot was taken by Israel Castro, or yeah, that's, that's right, the the, uh, the Pumas guy who played for 15 minutes. So it goes to show you that <laughs> just another, another one of, uh, of of Vasco's baffling. I mean, he everything he did leading up to the World Cup was was, and then he makes that decision, and then everything else just he just he just like went temporarily insane. And made just one terrible decision after after another in that World Cup. It was just it was very very strange, very un Who apparently is uh, John an offer I'm, I'm, for Ticharito at his team over in uh, over in the Emirates? Yes, hey, on Vasco's defense though, he had been away from Mexico for about a decade, and, and he had he had um the dude. He didn't know uh, the players. He had the dude. His assistant was um. Carrillo, Carrillo, man. Yeah. Capello Carrillo. In fact, so. in fact, Carrillo was begging him to take Gringo Castro and 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 uh and to start what's his name? And uh and to start what's his name? Guardado. Uh, no, 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 no. No, he wanted Guardado off. Ochoa. He want, Ochoa. But he also he also took he didn't take Pardo. The Carrillos, you know, Aguirre both times. Aguirre never took Pardo. Well, the other one that was killing me was that you know Bradiruna, and I don't think that Bradiruna would have made that much of a difference. But in the in the lead up, you know, in, in those in those Moleros, I mean, he was he was he was just he was rejuvenated. I mean, it was it was like watching him when he was twenty two. Uh, you know, play those games. He was having so much fun. You're like, ah, oh, this is the kind of guy that you know that that it's contagious. You want a guy like that, and then he doesn't get called. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You know, he calls up some other just like totally random guy that was like, yeah, really, yeah. Aguirre sometimes would call. You know, especially towards the end. Like I remember, like leading up to 2002, he he called Sage. You remember that? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing that for? Just crazy. Very crazy. Well, I think that uh, you know we're at a, we're a good spot where we can uh, where we can wrap it up. Uh, I, again, we participate. You know, we thank everyone that was on the chat. Really appreciate it. Again, you can listen to this. Uh, we're on live every Wednesday night. Occasionally, mm-hmm. we'll do a Tuesday show if it's uh, if it's uh, if it's uh, merited. But and normally, Mondays, we are on live of, Wednesday. And we're thinking of starting the, the Man Crush Monday podcast. Well, y'all can do that on your own on your own time. <laughs> so that uh, is that is that going to be Cheeky's uh, Cheeky's uh, uh, Instagram critiques. That's going to be the new farandula uh, segment that Joel doesn't do I'll post, anymore. I'll post them in the chat. The farandula, the, 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 that's right. Joel is not our our lavandero like he used to be. <laughs> no, he he was he was too busy. He got caught up finding the third gunman, and he never was able to find him. All right. <laughs> That's one of those mysteries that you know. Exactly right. Well, Joel, I know that you're not a you're not a lavandero, but I always uh, you know try to at least uh, 
the podcast with a smile on your face. So here's a little. Uh, again, this has been the uh, the Dos Acero Football Podcast. Uh, we do really appreciate y'all. Let's turn that down for this. Uh, joining us this evening, uh, again, live on YouTube every Wednesday night, around between 9 and 9.30 Central usually. We try and get on and we'll talk from you know, 90 minutes to two hours in most cases. Uh, thanks for our new listeners. Uh, uh, we really appreciate y'all tuning in and tell your friends. And you can, of course, download this and other editions of the podcast on iTunes. Dan, thank you very much for joining us, as always. Pleasure all mine. And uh, thank you very much once again for doing the setup and sending <clears throat> us all the information that we need for in order for us to get going. So thank you for that. And uh, we have a, we have a Facebook page, do we not? But what, what is yeah. the what is the URL? Is it Facebook.com/slash Los Angeles Podcast? How does that? How, how does one reach the Facebook page? Does anybody put We need to have our, our one of our 10-year-olds on here to explain to us how to do that. <laughs> we'll post a link. We'll post a link. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll post a link for that. And, of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. And you can follow most of us on, on the Twitter as well. So uh, thank you very much. Joel, thank you, sir. You... Uh, uh, Looking forward to these moleros, or are you? Uh, Actually, I am. Like I am. It's, yeah, you are. You see, what, hopefully things will work out. You never know. You know, I don't want bad things to happen. I just, I'm just a realist. I'm just, no, just, 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 to observe, just, just to observe players more than anything. Yeah, understand. Well, thank you for having. Thank you for joining us. Glad, glad to be here. And Ronnie, I know you you hopped on a little late, but always, uh, you always your insight is always. Uh, valued and treasured so thank you very much for joining us ronnie as always thank you thank you thank you guys well my name is john jagu this has been the dos acero football podcast i uh, really appreciate it we will be on next week we'll obviously uh, discuss the uh the uh the two games that mexico has uh with new zealand and nashville and then again with panama in uh, in chicago and of course we'll jump into some other topics as well we uh we did not talk too much Chivas this time, so we'll probably talk a little more Chivas next week as we uh, as we get into that. But thank you again very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thank you. Escúchame, hijo. ¿Te gustaría que regresáramos a vivir a México? No way, Dad.